What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Nightmares Podcast. Um, uh, usual suspects here. Um, uh, and uh, we have a very special guest waiting in the wings right now. Um, Brandon's going to introduce him in just a sec. Um, we did want to talk um, just very, very briefly um, about uh, the name change. I've been talking about it in so many different announcements and podcasts. It is finally here. We are now officially the Midwest Horror Network. Um, we are so excited to have this change finally. Um, the big reason why this change had to happen is, you know, this whole thing started out as one singular show. Actually, didn't even start out as a singular show. It started out as a short that we're going to do, and it just constantly evolved. We have met countless people. We've discovered amazing talent out there, and, and this has just been a, the hell of an adventure. Um, about to celebrate its one-year anniversary coming up in October, which I, I'm, I'm blown away. Time has flew by. Um, uh, and it was only inevitable for us to, to, to transition this into a network because this is exactly what it is. It's an opportunity to give back um, and to collaborate with the Midwest horror community and to provide uh, some awesome entertainment in, uh, in the, you know, in the meantime, that's uh, as I started my way through that sentence, and obviously providing a lot of really good educational material for, uh, as well. And I will pass it over to one of my partners in crime to lead us the rest of the way. Yes, as the Midwest Horror Network, our motto is we are devoted to the production, innovation, education, and community of the horror genre. And I think that is the perfect transition. Uh, we have a very special member of the horror community with us today. And so presenting <clears throat> James Azrael, founder and head curator of the HSPPA Horror and Sci-Fi Prop Preservation Association, <laughs> a non-profit traveling museum of screen-used props and wardrobes, and co-owner of the just-opened Spooky Swirls Props and Pastries, a horror and sci-fi themed gluten-free bakery and prop museum outside Phoenix. Nice. All nice. Right. All right. James, welcome to the Nightmares Podcast. Well, thank you for having me. Awesome intro, by the way. Thank you. I, I sure hope it was. James, thank you so much for being with us. Um, uh, and you have an awesome background. Um, uh, it is. I am very jealous, sir. It is way better than our background. Yeah. Um, uh, the uh, so thank you so much, by the way, for for hanging out with us. Hey, thank you for having me, and congrats on on the name change and all that. That's pretty awesome. Thank you, thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. So, um, uh, so you know, as we've discussed, uh, you know, together, I think we're gonna do things a little differently than we've done in previous podcasts. Um, normally, we talk about horror genres, and then we deep dive into different things. I think one of the biggest segments, and I think this would be best served uh, for our guests, is we want to talk about what inspired you. Um, uh, you know, and I want to dive into a little bit of the history, and then we'll get into the you know a couple different questions about the specific props. But the one big thing is I, I want to know you know where this crazy adventure started for you. Um, you know, how did you get inspired? Because obviously, what you're doing, it, you know, and I do want you to explain what you're all about first, so then we can figure out where you're at, and then and then we can track back to where you, you know, where you first started and how all this madness uh, came to be. Um, uh, so, if you can tell us a little bit about what your organization actually does for our audience, and then uh, and then we'll get into, you know, what inspired you, what made you want to go, you know, and and do all this crazy stuff. Uh, well, let me start at the beginning. Um... So the HSPPA Horror and Sci-Fi Prop Preservation Association. Um, <laughs> <woo>! <laughs> Back there. <laughs> um, so 
I, I'm a collector. <laughs> uh, and that's a great definer of everything in my life. I like to call it bohemian hoarding because it's, it's fun to say. Okay. But, okay. Uh, uh, we'll, uh, it's a good <laughs> name. <laughs> Um, yeah, because it's not hoarding, it's collecting, it's bohemian hoarding. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> so, um, you know, it, it started at, at an early age with Star Wars figures, and I, I don't know, I was four to six, somewhere in there. I found, uh, I, or I was given an ATST driver uh, with the Tri logo because it came from Canada. And mm. I, at that age, I kept it in its packaging. Um, so something I just, it just clicked, right? And it just progressed from there um, into uh, replicas. And then eventually I discovered that you can actually get movie props. So I started in the movie props, the real stuff themselves, probably around 2002, uh, the Jeepers Creepers 2 uh, time frame. And, uh, and it's, it's been, it's been, it's exploded ever since. Yeah. Uh, so, the HSPPA came about, uh, was about four and a half, five years ago. And it came about because uh, delivery guys, uh, like pizza, uh, Grubhub, those things. Um, and uh, of all people, and I, I, it's, I refrain from saying the company because I don't want to give them, you know, the feel, good feelings of responsibility when I have to yell at them or something. But this company came to my town. They uh, were just installing the TV systems in the area. And I was excited to get rid of the awful Comcast. So they, uh, I think it was about six or seven hours it took them to install in my house. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know, it might have been five to seven techs. They kept calling techs. I kept giving tours of my house to the text. <laughs> Nerd alert. <laughs> yeah, so, and I just sat there, I'm, I'm an old musician, and the thing I know is touring. So, it just, like, I have a trailer still. Let's throw it in the trailer. Let's go to conventions and, and share it. You know, it's the idea of, I've, and I always, like, my dream home was to stow away in, in, like, the science and industry or field museum and just live there. And just love museums. Um, so, yeah, it was, I just, I want everything shared. You know, it's, yeah, I own it, but it's all of ours. So that kind of mentality is, is the idea behind what I'm doing with the HSPPA, me and, and our now 30-some uh, exhibitors and curators across the country and the world. That's, wow. that's, that's, that's fantastic. That's amazing. That's, that's, yeah. and, and very, very poetic too, uh, to say the least, um, uh, which I always appreciate. Um, uh, you, I think, um, and, I, and I, and one of the things I was curious about too is when, you know, um, a lot of your stuff is, you know, you do have other, other films and other things, science fiction and superheroes and everything else, but it seems like a lot of it is, is, is horror based. <laughs> You know, you know, how did you get into into that world? And you know, and are you know, you're obviously a fan of horror. So I mean, you know, you know, how how did that uh, how did that uh, you know craziness start as well? You know, it, it's it's an it's a weird one. I mean, I I absolutely love horror because you've got just the the creativity, the imagination, the effects, the the it's probably more fantastical than than fantasy when you really break it down. Uh, the, 
because there's very little reality involved when when you got like Freddy Krueger um, or something. But right? Yeah, for absolutely. Real. For real. <laughs> um, which which I don't, I don't, I'm gonna derail this for a second, which is kind of a unique thing with like the Saw movies. Mm-hmm. Those are probably if if I had to choose something in horror that is the most terrifying that's out there. I choose Saw based on the fact that everything in that could happen. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. fair. Yeah, it is there fair. There are even traps and things in those movies that I recognize from real life. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. third one in particular, I could, like, the uh, shotgun collar, which was clearly yes. based off of the uh, bomb collar of the uh, pizza bomber in Erie, Pennsylvania yeah. back in 03, I think it was. Um, like that one kind of hits close home to me because that happened like a half hour from my house. Wow. Yeah. Uh, like if, if you ever watch the Netflix documentary, there are locations in that documentary where if you're ever to visit my home and you were to say, Brandon, I want to see these locations in the documentary, my family could show you them. Wow. Wait. Way to take things down, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> I feel validated. Yeah, he yeah he he does that all the time. Yeah. And uh, and by the way, do not be worried about derailing this. Yeah. Um, uh, if, like go back and listen to any of our podcasts. We go on all kinds of. We tan- start off on one topic and end up somewhere all the way over there. All the way over there. You know, I I can't say how much Star Wars has been brought up in this um in this podcast. <laughs> uh, so I much Star Wars now. <laughs> so I'm I'm gonna I like I said I love horror. One of the reasons I chose horror and sci-fi as the the titles for the HSBA is I can make any movie out there fit one of those categories, and they generally fit in both. And all the way down to Disney, which which is awesome because I am able to display everything from Jason's machete to Ariel's uh, little flower thing, you know, or or Silver Surfer. Or, um, I don't know. You pick it. It, it. it all kind of fits. So it does. It's probably one of the few places where it actually makes sense that those yeah. two things will be yeah. in the same building, or in some cases, Jeez. even the same room. <laughs> um, uh, the uh, you know the uh, <laughs> mommy. What's going on over there? I just came here to see Ariel's crown. <laughs> Why is that man killing the other man with a machete? <laughs> don't ask questions, sweetie. Um, uh, the uh, just leave that nice man alone. Um, <laughs> The um, uh, so about horror, it just never, never frightened me growing up. Like I, I mean, it 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 spooked me, but I I remember from an early age just watching the old Hammer and horror and uh, uh Universal, the old uh, Wolfman, and early on Freddy. Freddy is one of my earliest uh, Nightmare on Elm Street four in particular. In fourth grade, right as it came out, I dressed up. Uh, I don't know how old you guys are, but I'm going to date schools for you for a second because I believe you're younger than me. I dressed up as the VHS box for Nightmare Night Street 4 right as it released. So, and, and it was all homemade, right? So I had a cardboard box with armholes and the poster on the front. I wrote everything out on the back. But then here's the kicker is my, my parents refused to buy the $5 plastic Freddy glove at, at Walgreens. I'm right. That's jealous. <laughs> the uh... a garden glove and four butter knives that we jammed. <laughs> okay. That's amazing. 
That is truly, <laughs> truly I wore, amazing. I wore that to school. So. <laughs> Perfect. Right. <laughs> so that that explains a lot, actually. That's that's fantastic. Innovation. Uh, the uh, innovation, to say the least. <laughs> the uh, the crazy thing is the follow up question usually is so what is your the scariest movie you've ever seen or what freaks you out? For me, it's it's Red Dawn and the original Red Dawn. Uh, I have yet to be able to watch it. I try. Oh. I can't. All right. All right. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. No, no, rock and roll, man. <laughs> it's something, it was something, you know, I, I either I was a really good Reagan era kid or it's, it was just the idea of, of being attacked. The, you know, the, the Russians are coming type thing. Wow. So, wow. Fair enough. Fair that's enough. interesting. All right. The, um, I, I love, I love delving into people's fears. Um, uh, it's, 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 it's an interesting road to go down. Um, I, the, uh, it's the remake with no issue. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, well, well the remake. Was... Well, the, the remake. Um, it, it's a remake. Let me make sure this is on. Um, Kim Jong, I am not afraid of you. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, it, it, it's, it's, it, yeah, I'm, he's, yeah, he's fine. He's just an angry. He's just an angry Napoleon complex man. Um, uh, the uh, and the guy and the CAA that are taping this right now are laughing really hard. I, I'm um, sure they uh, are. If Rogan and Franco can survive Kim Jong, so can we. The uh, oh, that God, that was a disaster. <laughs> that whole debacle was so unnecessary. It's the stupidest thing I've ever been ever witnessed. We're gonna hit every single movie theater. Yeah, sure you are. Yeah, good luck. You didn't even hit one. My, one of my exhibitors has his uh, his uh, the not. Kim Jong, the character from that movie, his uniform. Really, that's awesome. <laughs> the, uh, that's super fantastic, uh, David. I know that you had a, uh, you had a question, and I think this is a really good time to switch over to your question. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, where do you go and find some of these props? I mean, do you go and search them at garage sales? Uh, do you go to antique stores? Do you eBay, Google? Um, I I'm a little apprehensive to fully answer this, just on on the fear of leading somebody down a path where they get screwed <laughs> of course fair enough so first and foremost no matter where you go or who you deal with research you need to research what you are getting and buying the absolute biggest problem with this hobby is your emotions we we are so tied into film uh maybe even more than than music at times where you there's certain movies that you know you you love them uh, they they mark a point in your life um an event uh you go back to them for comfort for excitement you know so we're really attached to them so when you see that piece and like you want it to be real and you'll just fork over your money out of out of emotional excitement it's usually how you go down the bad path of getting screwed in this, in this hobby. So research, and, and it's a really difficult hobby to research in as well, because you're only, um, is, is what's on the screen, your only reference. Uh, so, um, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's probably not the most helpful. No, 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 no. It was it's, it was educational to yeah, say the least. No, it's uh, absolutely you know, a good answer because I could see somebody doing that. Like somebody will post a really accurate replica, charge a billion dollars for it, but realistically, it's like 
they right. just made that just to make a quick exactly. buck off somebody. 3D printer. These yeah, are. essentially. All of that has, has become a major issue as, as we go forward. You'll find a lot of prop, real prop collectors don't like to share. Uh, one of the biggest with the HSPPA is getting the collectors to bring their stuff out. Uh, they don't want high high def pictures of them. This is replicas. You know, they they want that little piece. Yeah. I've I've literally had had a guy show up at one of my exhibits with a tape measure to try and measure the Jason machete in the case. So wow, yeah. wow, <laughs> that's. <laughs> That's insane. Okay. Um, <laughs> I also answered another one of my questions that I had basically the um, feeling that you get when you have these props or how you, you emotionally attached you guys are when you uh, collect these props. Also, when I was a kid, I used to collect uh, WWE figures, and I still do. And hopefully one day I could transfer that over and give it to my son. You know, he could start doing that collecting. And it's you get emotionally attached to it. Of course. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. something special, you know? Yeah, and, and, and the wrestling, I mean, I, I, I haven't been in, involved in the, in the wrestling since uh, the cartoon <laughs> series with Junkyard and Roddy Piper and Hulk. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. All right, so it's been a while. Oh, Roddy Piper. <laughs> May he rest in peace. The, uh... But I, I, you know, yeah, I mean, any, anything, baseball cards, garbage bill, I mean, everything has, has a... As a thing to it, I'm sure that the wrestling with the stories and, and because it's an ongoing drama on TV, basically, that, you know, you do become attached to the characters and who they are. And so it's, it's, it is not any different than a TV show or a movie. So, yeah, totally. Um, I, I do have one question and then I'll pass it over to, to B-Man and, and Zach. Um, uh, you've been to obviously quite a bit of conve uh, conventions and different events and you, you have a lot of, you know, you have, you know, a lot of books out there and everything else. What's one of the, the strangest questions that you've ever been asked at one of these conventions or, you know, the strangest story somebody, you know, somebody tried to tell you at one of these conventions. I'm very curious about, uh, cause obviously you said people have an emotional attachment to these films. You know, you know all these films you have in the background. I mean, so I'm very curious on like what's a really strange question, story, or funny story, or something like that that you can think of. This one. This one right here, the one that's <laughs> happening right now. <laughs> Good story, true story. This probably isn't what you're looking for. I'd, I'd have to really think about that. I mean, there's there's been some incredible moments. Okay, uh, those are cool too. Shows. Um, as far as things people questions or, or there's really not been out, outside of people thinking that they you know can offer me a hundred bucks for something or that I, <laughs> <laughs> um my i one of my biggest pet peeves and it's not on the guests um but they don't always realize that the stuff is real so okay. come up and they're they're looking at, at the cases and whatnot and they're just looking like, oh, neat. And then you tell them, no, no, that that is Gizmo from Gremlins 2. They go, oh, my God. Like, Eve, <laughs> <laughs> I guess, is read the plaque that's underneath the, the thing. Or, or I'm not sure what I'm missing with the people that that don't get it's all real. Um, so <laughs> I'll change it to the good stuff now. <laughs> Fair enough. 
so we'll we'll go with the um momentous momentous uh piece and then the the humorous answer to your your question so of course uh last year um i had a, a girl come to i did i was doing a show in phoenix called mad monster party and um i have uh steve martin's leather jacket from uh little shop of horrors nice 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 and she saw me post that that was going to be there and she talked her mom i think she was 15 or something talked her mom into bringing her to the show just to see the jacket so when i heard her say that i put it on her and the tears just fell you know it's like like the the whole like thing you know and that that's why i do it because of those moments and that's the emotion attachment and how much that piece can mean to somebody um that's now, fantastic. yeah so now now to really mess things up <laughs> so nice so one of the things we started doing and i don't push this all the time i okay so hsppa is a nonprofit. um we are registered in Illinois, as on, under the International Prop Preservation Association, as a nonprofit museum, um, so we we do raise money to work on the pieces. Uh, if you saw the Save Barf thing, when I saw you had flashback, he's kind of our ASPCA puppy, our okay. uh, our Sarah McLaughlin sad song because everyone <laughs> John Candy, you know, since I'm there, there we go, Save Barf. Um, so we use that money to, uh, to fix things. And one of the things that we came up with was called photo op with a prop catchy, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so for a small donation, you could pose with certain props like hold Jason's machete or one of the wands from Harry Potter and take some photos and, and whatnot. But I'm not good at selling <laughs> stuff at, at the shows you know it's it's because I, I want people everyone to enjoy but so one of the i'm where i'm going with this is one of the greatest photo op with a prop things we've ever had and ever done and we continue to do it's currently with my east coast curator um craig champion he's bringing it around to uh, some shows out there in jersey and, and whatnot is <sighs> the human centipede experience Oh my god. <laughs> that is amazing. Good night, folks! <laughs> so yeah, for and, and people did this. Oh my god. That's a thing. That is a thing now. I love it. I know this now. I've, I've never known true love until now. <laughs> This, this whole time I'm trying to think, what is one of the me most messed up props he had? And I thought society had a time. No, that that's no, no, everything. That's, that's it right there. Just that's... like, and people willingly want to get that pic. That's awesome. I love it. No, no, no. That they paid for it. That's exactly what <laughs> they paid for. They paid to do that. <laughs> Some of the best moments uh, and most hilarious things and, and greatest things said happen during that <laughs> oh, God. i can only imagine <laughs> we we had three generations of a family do it it was a, a daughter a mother and grandmother all took turns oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> it took turns keyword <laughs> yeah. oh god we had a bridal party 
But I could I could just see going through that wedding album and it, there's there's Uncle Joe there's 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 Christine and then there's my maid of honor and me and your and your little cousin doing a human centipede it was crazy the uh, was that for the bachelorette party no it was for the wedding day <laughs> I don't know if that marriage worked out the uh, I hope it did because they must have had a, one hell of a time what's funny is I, I I'm pretty sure. Only two, two or three people have ever requested be in the front. They just automatically get into the back. Not that there's anything to connect to in the front. It's just nobody thinks about it. They just go right to the, the back end of things. Uh, in New Jersey, back in June, we did a show out there, and uh, it, it was a huge spectacle of, of a group. They, they talked their friend into doing it. One of them grabbed the piece of pizza and stood at the front of the human centipede. <laughs> feed and it just it was, um, oh, you guys know who Lori Holden is the, the name sounds really name familiar. Sounds very familiar Brandon very familiar and like, no, you're, you're going to tell me and I'm going to beat myself up for not recognizing the name well she was the cop in Silent Hill but um, she was Andrew oh. Walking oh. Dead Oh. Wow! Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I'm oh. beating myself up now. Oh, good. So am I. That little show, that little show, The Walking Dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, yeah, very tiny. Yeah, you know, just a little AMC show. The uh, that uh, didn't you know really go anywhere except for eight seasons. Uh, <laughs> going for ten. She was yeah. at at the New Jersey show, and um, we we really weren't paying attention. It was a dead moment. She was just walking by with with the the people from the show, you know, guiding her to where she was going and uh, a guy she was with just took off running at the human centipede and, and like, <laughs> he could not get down fast enough. <laughs> so it turns out it was her boyfriend. <laughs> and um, yeah, so there, I, I can't repeat what was said. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> the, uh, the statutes of limitations have not run out yet. No, um, we will leave that as it is. Out of, out of respect, I, I've told too much, but. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, that's 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 a pretty good collection of stories there. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was hilarious though. Let me tell you that. Oh um, no, that's yeah. that's that, that's absolutely. <laughs> that was, that yeah. was the same show. Uh, we, uh, my uh, East uh, Coast curator Craig has the. Bikes from It, the remake, two two of the loser bikes. Nice. Uh, and uh, if I got, I got a reference for you. There we go. So, It bike, and It bike. That is awesome. Nice. Very very nice. So, uh, at the same show, Michael Rooker was. We were right behind the stage where they did the panels. Uh, nice. So, Rooker came over and took the bike and rode around on it. Convention. Henry rode the it bike. Before other people get ideas, his agent cleared it with us. We, we you know. Okay. Yeah, we, we made sure the tires are, everything was good. But it, it was very, very humorous just to have Rooker just grab this bike, this little kid's bike, and just start riding pedal off and then yeah he did his entire panel sitting on the bike 
<laughs> yeah, it was it was pretty entertaining. So, did I answer the question? Uh, no, you did thoroughly answer the question. Um, uh, I want to say yes. Um, uh, yeah, the uh, judges, yes. Um, uh, <laughs> I'll take human centipede for five hundred, Alex. Um, uh, <laughs> so um, I know um, uh, uh, Zach. I'm sure you uh, you have a few questions. I know there's a few props that you wanted to talk about as well. Yes. So the main prop I wanted to ask you about is your Friday the Thirteenth Part Seven machete. Yeah. yeah. Hmm? Oh. Yeah, we went to an early screening of Ready or Not last night. And we got a free shirt from it. Is that a tea kettle? I think yeah, so. Yeah, that is yes, a tea kettle. Yes, yes, that is a tea kettle. The, um, uh, lot of, lot of fun. A lot of fun of a movie. Definitely Anything could be out. used as a weapon if you are creative enough. Okay, I, I just wanted to make sure I saw that right. So yeah. <laughs> it is a tea kettle, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. And it is an excellent weapon if used properly. Especially with hot water. Against oh, yeah. uh, against butlers. Um, uh, I'm, that's not a spoiler. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, by the time this goes up, the movie will be out for a week. I need to boil his tea first. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you interrupt me during tea time? <laughs> my 8:30 tea time. Yeah. No. Oh, oh my God. God. All right. And I, 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 All right. Uh, yeah. Back, back to business. Um. <laughs> so yeah, the Friday the Thirteenth Part Seven machete. Uh, how did you? Well, uh, you, I guess you've already talked about acquiring these items, but oh my god, I'm in love. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> in case you haven't figured it out, part seven is Zach's personal favorite of the uh, part, Friday the 13th. Part franchise. seven is my absolute favorite. It was my first Friday the 13th movie, and oh my god, that is amazing. And that's the one Kane Hodder actually used on camera, right? Yeah, yeah. This is the the Steel Hero version, and uh, cool. it still has some dirt and mud from the. Uh, when it got stuck through the... Yep. Nice. Oh, I wish the MPAA didn't butcher that movie. <laughs> they are literally... It, the, horror's worst enemy was the MPAA, and it still is to a degree, but still. They wanted to give Scream an X rating. Come on. The uh, Of all movies. Of all movies. And, I, and I'm, I'm a huge fan. Um, uh, and, but they wanted to give that an X rating. That's ridiculous. X is not a, a recognized MPAA rating. Anymore. Anymore. Or, yeah. I, which, that's, yeah. Yeah, ridiculous. Anyway. Um, what, 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 they just want to give those things to, to movies they want to fail. Pretty much. Pretty much. Can't handle blood guts in the They're world. just dicks. <laughs> they really are. Yeah, they yeah, they we'll really go, are the yeah. bane of the horror industry. Yeah, yeah we'll go with that. The, uh, I can agree 100% on that one. Just, yeah. It's yeah. like CGC. It's just some schmuck sitting in the in his garage or his basement, judging other people. The, uh... <laughs> Brandon? With no credentials. They stay anonymous. No, no. Yeah, no credentials whatsoever. Yeah. So I guess uh, my big question, um, of course, we met each other at Flashback Weekend, and we talked a little bit about this uh, yeah, there. Um, but we had talked a little bit about the difference between conservation and restoration of the different props. And I think uh, it'll be really interesting. I think our audience will be really interested to hear like what goes into each, what the difference is. Um, so what's your take on that? Um, apparently my little lovebird has an extreme opinion on that too, if you heard. <laughs> <laughs> so so uh, the, the, three, the three words, conservation, preservation, restoration. In, in general, it's all kind of the same thing and how you just want to say it. 
we kind of use conservation as as a more marketable uh, idea of what we're doing. You know, we're um, trying to spread the idea of prop conservation. Um, if you if you want to get hippie about it or something, <laughs> um, I I look at as preservation for generations to come and that's my goal with any of the restoration that we do that it stays in the preservation area there's some people they they want the stuff to look perfect they want it to look new they want it to be maybe just like it was on screen or how they envisioned it but at some point depending on what has happened to that piece over time if you change and add too much, uh, is it still the piece? You know, is it, if we take Jason's machete and we cleaned it, is it still the part seven machete? Um, Good point. Yeah. I have a visual here. Um, so preservation, like I said, is what I like to do. I like to preserve how it looks um, and keep that patina that it has. So are you guys familiar with Baby Secret of the Lost Legend? No. No, no I'm no. Okay, it's uh, from 1984. It's a adorable Disney movie um, that has you know who the greatest American hero is? Yeah, greatest, isn't it, it, that's the movie, isn't the movie with the, with the mouse? The TV yeah. show with uh with uh william cat he uh oh, school no. teacher he got an alien suit and he was a superhero but he sucked at it like he didn't know how to how to land so he would fly but then he'd have to crash into things to land and stuff it was hilarious but <laughs> he uh so he stars in it along with uh sean young uh he's a archaeologist and she's a reporter or vice versa or something and they're in africa doing stuff and on the last day they stumble across a baby brontosaurus oh. and uh and his mom and then there's poachers that kill the dad and, and take the mom you know typical disney fashion <laughs> so they're trying to protect the baby and rescue the mom blah, blah blah there's dinosaurs in africa so it's one of the earliest movies i remember watching that my parents would rent and it, it was just great so when my buddy found baby this is the uh maquette no. um so it was in kind of crappy condition i'm trying to so the top one is how it came the bottom one is some of the light restoration work there were some chunks missing out of him uh, from storage and he's foam um so th that's probably one of the heaviest restorations i've had done where the pieces had to be just filled in um, okay he's, he's he's too adorable to be like missing part of his face you know <laughs> but, but nothing else was touched up i wanted the paint to have the age to it you know the wear of, of everything it went through because that's part of its story. Um, so all of this, uh, that's to me what the preservation is, is preserving it, how it is, 
uh, now, not how it was then. And a lot of the stuff comes off pretty messed up anyway. Um, and, and just keep it going for, for years. The, the full-on restoration stuff has its benefits, and, and there's argument for it and everything. I'm not really keen on it. Like I said, at what point does it become a replica? But so yeah, so that's kind of, kind of the down the three words. Um, there was a second part to that, right? <laughs> um, the uh, I think you went into preservation, restoration, and conservation. Um, uh, so and then uh, you know which which one do you enjoy doing the most? Um, or are they pretty equal for you? Uh, well, I mean, the conservation I guess would be more like what I do with the, the exhibits. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sharing it and spreading the word and, and, and everything about it. The preservation is what I pay other people to do. <laughs> Fair enough. There you go. Because <laughs> I have no skills myself. Tom Spina designs. Uh, he, he worked on Baby. He, he did, um, I don't know if you saw, my uh, Robin Williams, What Dreams May Come. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah he, he did that whole thing. Uh, and then I've got Brad Zonka, who is uh, part of the HSBPA. He's, he's uh, one of our uh, chair people, but he's a FX guy, works with Trick or Treat Studios and other things. And he does a lot of the everyday work that I need done, as well as some of the, the stuff that, that is maybe too big to send out to Tom or, or uh, what have you. Anyway, I split it up with him. So, uh, um, the biggest thing Brad worked on was Swamp Thing's legs. Nice, I, nice. Yeah, I saw his uh, Facebook post about that the other day. Yeah, yeah uh, Swamp Swamp Thing is 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 discussed quite a bit um, uh, in this in this podcast. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> Uh, do you, do you, uh, have you seen Return of Swamp Thing? That one a long time ago. Okay, so the legs I have are from Return of Swamp Thing. Yes. The, uh, do you remember the little redhead kid in that? That Daniel Emery Taylor, he's, uh, he's part of the HSBPA. So we, we joke that he's one of our props and we just... <laughs> with Mylar at shows, you know... We're going to preserve him. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, can I come out of the glass case now? Yeah. No, you're still on study. No. No. <laughs> sign at the bottom of the cage, not screen accurate. <laughs> not to scale. The, uh, my, no, that's, that's, okay, so I, I have a, a, a yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, uh, uh, keep under lock and key. Uh, the, <laughs> Um, so I, I you, know, you don't have to go into the details or specifics, but is do you have like a wish list or you know or a thing or maybe some things you haven't got yet that you're like I would really like l- like to get? I know you can't talk about you know 100% about you actively pursuing things, but is there anything like maybe you're not actively pursuing right now, but you would love to have it if you got the opportunity? Or maybe something that's like impossible that doesn't exist anymore that 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 could work too. You can hop in a DeLorean and go back and get it. All of it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing with this hobby is, uh, you know, like like collecting Star Wars figures. You know, you've got the back of the card. There's seventy two, ninety, whatever 
figures you have to collect. You got to get them all. And there's resources of all the, the variants and the differences and with, with movie props. <laughs> I, and there, there's nothing. What, what exists? Yeah. <laughs> Essentially the, uh, yeah, no, that's, that's very true. And, and, and how many were made and, and what's out there who has it. And it's, I'll, I'll tell you, it's a lot easier for current stuff. Um, only okay. because the, the studios are keeping it and doing auctions. Um, they've enough. realized that there's another market that they can tap into and make money off. Um, so, so that's happening. And so they're keeping a lot more of it and selling it that way, which there's good and bad involved there. Um, this is a hobby that started with literal dumpster diving. Um, uh, yeah. answers part of your question, David. The, uh, <laughs> I mean, imagine like going behind Pinewood studios in, 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 uh, London and pulling out sections of the death star. Oh, oh. So is that how you got the landing gear for the, what was it? The millennium Falcon or was it the, uh, slave one that you have? Millennium Falcon from, uh, okay. From Empire. No, I, I wish I, I did not, I was not around for the dumpster diving years. I, I would have, I would have been in every one of them dumpsters. Um, <laughs> no, I, so I, I had to pay the premiums of other people. Gotcha. <laughs> well, you know, we, we can't all be that, uh, that fortunate. Yeah. Star Wars is super special to me. Like I can tie everything I have done in life to seeing Star Wars. Um, Every move I've made throughout life, what I've done, what I studied in school, everything goes back to Star Wars. Uh, so, so it definitely has a very special attachment to me. But Star Wars is pretty crazy when it comes to the auctions and the costs. I don't usually like talking about costs because, as I've said, the, the value is in what it means to us. But Star Wars is literally pound for pound more valuable than gold, titanium, platinum, I don't care. Um, you know, and, and I haven't done the math, so any, any of you guys out there that are sitting there trying to figure this one out, I could be wrong, but I, I seriously feel. So there was a um, storm was a Stormtrooper helmet last year, the, the one uh, from episode four, the, uh, these aren't the droids I'm looking for, helmet. I believe that sold for... 250,000 pounds, which might be around 280,000 US. <laughs> oh, wow. So that's that's what, like, a f maybe a five-pound plastic helmet. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a single-family home in the city of Chicago. Uh, 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 that's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like a the, um, that's, uh, that's insane. Yeah. Yeah, so... I, I'm pretty sure pound for pound Star Wars is more valuable, most valuable material on the planet. Yeah. The, uh, you know, from the lightsabers to the AT-AT replica. Oh my God. Uh, you know, the, the uh, there's, <laughs> we're not even including, you know, men's. No. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, there's so much shit. The, uh, those stop motion figures are probably somewhere in the billions. <laughs> I'm going to segue this for a second because Please. this is a perfect opportunity. Uh, coming up September 13th through the 15th, I'm going to be in Nashville for ICCC, the Imperial Commissary Collectors Convention. 
and it's it's very Star Wars based and it's by collectors for collectors. It's my second year there and it's just an amazing opportunity to to hang out with with Star Wars. Um, and it, it not just the guest signers, there's some really really fun people coming. Um, and the ones that I, I really love, like the background characters, um, uh, I hate saying that in Star Wars because even the, the most minimal characters. You, if they were on screen, there's a story out there for them somewhere. They're, they're, as the Honest Trailer um, would say and everything else, there's a, at least a two-paragraph Wikipedia page on every single character <laughs> in Star Wars. It, it's, it's, exactly. It's, uh, like uh, The guy that played, uh, or the, was it the lady that played a Man of Man? Um, I think the uh, there's a Gamerian guard that's going to be there. Uh, one of my absolute favorites, Tessic, uh, Squidhead. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Gerald Holm. He's just an amazing guy, and that was always my favorite character that I, I played with. Um, so, highly recommend it if if you're in the area. You guys should really come down there, and it's the show that I go all out with sci-fi. At. Um, so I, I wanted to share a special piece with you guys. So for the first time, I am unveiling this. Whose belt? Whose belt is that? This is a biker scout belt from Return of the Jedi. Holy oh shit. shit. Oh my god. That's amazing. There you go. That's that is a, that is fantastic. <laughs> Zach, are you all right? I think I think I think we broke Zach. I think I'm yeah, pretty yeah. sure we broke Zach. The uh... <laughs> Star Star Wars is arguably the only thing Zach loves more than horror. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, quick question for you: Sith, Jedi, Great Jedi, Bounty Hunter. What would you consider yourself in the Star Wars universe? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, I Great Jedi. Great Jedi. Okay. I, I know myself like I. <laughs> I really want to want to use those those dark side powers, um, but I, I don't think I, I could be ruthless. Fair enough. Uh, I also can't conform like a Jedi, you know. No, no, no like way. Stuff, you know. It's, <laughs> I haven't. I have. Yeah. There's a reason the Jedi get their asses handed to them on a you know timely uh, basis in every era. So actually, that's, that's a pretty good. That's actually a pretty good question to ask. I, I know what Zach is. Um, uh, I don't even have to think about that shit. Um, uh, but, uh, um, but Brandon, I would, uh, Sith, th- there's no, oh, yeah. there's I, no I know the fans or bots about it. I know the Sith code like the back of my head. You say it, but I, I don't think you would when it came down to it. I don't think you could, you could just completely annihilate a planet or... <laughs> Moving on. Have you seen how Earthlings act sometimes? I was about to say. There's times where I'm like, mm. the uh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'll save the cats and the sharks. You, you I don't know about the rest of you, humanity. Yeah, just, well, at least you have. You know, there's a line somewhere. Um, <laughs> Brandon, what would you, what would you be? I'm curious. Um, does he even know enough to answer this question? That is a good question. I let you. Um, I let you think on it, cause, cause, cause mine, mine's, mine's uh, most likely be a gray Jedi, but I would probably be tossed out of it uh, to go be a bounty hunter, cause I love capitalism. Uh, <laughs> so, so I would probably like I would be a gray Jedi at first, but I'd like money too much, and then I would fucking leave and become a bounty hunter. Um, is, is there? I don't think. And 
I definitely could be wrong here, but I don't think that there's any restrictions per se on a gray Jedi. He's just more no. That's well, the thing. Gray Jedi can do essentially whatever he wants as, as long as as long as it's balanced. Um, uh, yeah, I, I always strive for balance no, in my life. Uh, well, you know, this is true. But, um, uh, yeah, no, I always strive for balance in my life. Um, uh, I never want to go too too good or too bad. Um, uh, I like to be a centralist. Because um, uh, the, there's good, there's good, there's uh, positives in, on both sides. Um, uh, you know, I like, I like, you know, being a nice guy, but I also like being cynical. Um, uh, you know, it, it, it is what it is. You know, the, uh, I, David. I'd be the baddest bounty hunter. That <laughs> <laughs> does not surprise me it's one both, bit. It's both lines there, like yeah. Know, the uh, well, you're already halfway. I, we all know <laughs> that you use your car to hunt vampires. Yes, he has a black Mustang with tinted windows. We're all convinced he hunts vampires in the evening when he's not with us. It's, it, not, it's not a secret anymore. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it it didn't help out. that you willfully told us you work nights. The uh, <laughs> why? I'm sorry. Why are you playing techno music so loud? That's crazy. Um, <laughs> the uh, why does this car smell like garlic? I don't. I don't know. You asked too many questions. The uh, <laughs> you're asking too many questions. Um, did you did you think about it, Brent? Um, whatever Han Solo is. Smuggler. Okay. Smuggler. Yeah. Smuggler. Nerf herder? Yeah, you know what? That's more legit. We'll go with that. Scruffy looking nerf herder. <laughs> Who's scruffy looking? <laughs> oh, I love Han so much, man. So, so is that Mark's question of the podcast this the, episode? Yeah, you know what? I'll, I'll allow that. That's actually. I, I, I've got an additional Braden's question of the podcast. I'm very curious. Given one I'm of nervous. Our earlier topics we talked about today. Uh, so if you had to be part of a human centipede, would you rather be the front, the middle, or the back? We'll start with you. Oh, well, I mean, the, the obvious is the front. <laughs> I agree with him. I'm going to agree. I'm going to go with the front. Who wouldn't go with the front? <laughs> but apparently a bunch of people went to the back. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah. And they go straight to the back, too, like, without thinking. The, the, the like, best way to, to, to do this, though, is to cancel out the front. That, that's not an option, so where would you go? Uh, and it's better if, if... Have you seen all three of the movies? I've only seen oh, the first two. one. Yeah. Wait, you saw the second oh, wow. I saw the second one. Okay. I actually I wanted to really... see the third one, but nobody wanted to join me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. I highly don't recommend the third one. We can talk about that if you want. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh... I, uh, my outfits are from the third one. Um, they're prison jumpsuits with a special harness, which makes it easy to do the, the photos. Um, and it made it easy for them to shoot as there was no makeup involved when they have their heads in these, these harnesses. Um, so the, the, if, if you know anything about the third one, it's something like 300, three, 300. You guys disappeared. I think, yeah, we're still on. Oh, oh, oh Brandon. Yeah. We're checking out a few things. Hold, hold tight. <laughs> right, let's take our break now. We'll take a break for a few minutes. <laughs> you, hit, you hit the fuck you bone. That gets edited out. No, it doesn't. And we're back. And, uh, <laughs> and we're back from technical difficulties. Um, technical difficulties and a break and uh, Brandon's injury. 
Um, uh, and <laughs> we <it> hurt. <laughs> liar. Um, and we were talking about uh, uh, Centipede Three, Human Centipede Three, because because yeah. why the hell not? Um, and James has uh, has put, uh, made a wardrobe change. Um, uh, the uh, it's his new uh, prop that he'll be presenting to Lady Gaga for her next show. Um, he's very excited. Um, uh, um, the uh, but on your poker faces, uh, 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 oh, oh. <laughs> so all right. <laughs> I love it. Oh, here's a hand too. And now, and now we're just going to be little kids. Uh, <laughs> all right. Now we're back. Now we're really back. All right. So uh, we have, um, uh, like I said before, we were talking about uh, Human Centipede 3. Um, uh, and uh, I'll let uh, James uh, go ahead and wrap up that discussion and that story. Uh, and then uh, and then he can talk about what's on his head right now. Uh, <laughs> so I, let me I, – I really don't remember where, where I was going before other than to say – Human Centipede is god awful. The the last, <laughs> the, the first movie is 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 really quite a good movie. Um, it, it, you know, subject matter depends on on who you are, but the movie itself it's well made, well shot. It's it's got a solid story and just well done. The second one was disgusting for disgusting sake, and the third one is just god awful. So. Oh, this is where I was going there because there's like 300 people in this this chain of centipede. So, with your question as to where you would be in the chain, that's the one you have to bring up, and the front is not an option. So, where oh. would you be in that 300 chain? I mean, I know my answer. I probably would be the end. Yeah, the last one. I would or the last one. The last I would probably, one. I probably want to be the last yeah. one, the very last one. At least I have nobody attached to my anus. And I think at that point, when it yeah, reaches all the way like, to the end, it, yeah, it's got at the nothing. end, you yeah. have nobody... Yeah, like Dan said, you have nobody attached to your anus, but also you're getting the pass-through of 299 people going into your mouth, whereas... That first one, man. I did that, that, that's something. Look, yeah. maybe it's better because you'll probably be the first one to die, I guess. See, that's because you're not getting any nutrients. You know, and if you saw the first movie, you realize that the spoiler alert, the uh, third person in, the last one dies due to a uh, lack of nutrients. <laughs> yeah. Mm. So, God. yeah, I, I guess just kill me then, because yeah. at that point, what's the point? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I'll give you that. I will die. So, <laughs> yeah. I'll take it. Dude, we can't hear you with it. I, oh, it well, looks fine. awesome, but you, we can't hear you. Um, uh, so, all right, now you get to tell us what's on your head. Okay, well, the play, the position I would choose in that oh. centipede, yes, is the one directly behind Brie Olsen. So. I didn't even know she was in the movie. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, but the the reason that movie is so awful is a it's just awful. But if you saw the first one, you remember the the German scientist Dieter. Mm-hmm. He is the warden in the third one, so he does not speak English fantastically to begin with. But he is now playing a Texan warden, so he's also <laughs> trying to do a Texas accent on top of it all and it's just him yelling his lines the whole movie and it's just very like 
not even awkward, just unpleasant. I kind of want to see just the small portions of this movie just to laugh at it. You just to see that. Yeah. Yeah. It's see just... a German man trying to speak like a Texan. Well, and that's again, he's not speaking. He's just shouting the entire movie. Oh, okay. It's like you're you're being yelled at by by Dieter trying to be Texan. <laughs> wow. You can't do a Texan accent, therefore audience must suffer. Right, yeah. <laughs> so it's like Rammstein now, singing country western. The uh right. it's just that's, weird. Uh, that's you would pay to see that and you know you will. I would absolutely, oh, absolutely. pay to see that, but but that, uh, that's, that, that's beside the point, sir. Um uh, it it's, it would be weird. Wouldn't be normal. That's no, uh, but I, I would see it though. I would definitely see it. Why not? Uh, yeah. So do you, do you guys recognize this? Tusk. Yeah. yeah, Tusk. yeah. So this is Howard Ho's uh, um, uh, Parks. Uh, Michael, Michael Parks' hero cowl that he wears towards the end when he dresses up as the, the walrus. So that's what this is. Nice. Nice. One, one of the few I, I enjoy wearing. Hang on. <laughs> too much walrus here. Uh, <laughs> as it, uh, it has a helmet in it. Oh, nice. Wow. Okay. It, I guess that keeps it a lot steadier. So well, the, it makes it easy to put on and off. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's very little latex that actually is touching the, the hmm. skin and stuff, so I'm not risking the prop much in, in wearing it. Nice, nice. That's good. The uh, so James, you want to you want to introduce us to your family behind you? Yeah, uh, um, and talk a little bit about uh, you know how you how y'all know each other. Well, I grew up in this little town, this foggy little town called Silent Hill. <laughs> I was an orphan. Really? So uh, that's my mom. Where is she? There we go. The missionary. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this is hard to like manipulate this. <laughs> there we go. Right? Yeah, we can yeah, see. There you go. You got, we it. got a you pretty got good it. view. Okay. I can't see what I'm showing you. That's why I'm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, there's all this stuff is from Silent Hill. Um, most of it's from Silent Hill 2. But the nurses, the uh, dresses and hats were also used in the first movie. Nice. Very nice. Technically, it's from both. The Great Child. You remember the? It's it's the, and uh, Pyramid Head. The big man himself. Uh, yep, yep, yep. So that that Pyramid Head, in particular, is the FX one uh, at the end of Silent Hill Two. Um, you can see all the blood on the torso. He's in like some sort of a merry-go-round and he rips himself out. He's like hooked and he rips himself out. So that's where all the hooks ripped out. And then he battles the missionary. And there's a big slash along the side, kind of hidden by the nurse's head. If I can. This is weird going backwards. Every... Right. <laughs> <There>. <laughs> nice. Uh, there's a slash in there. Where the missionary stabs him in the in the side of the head. Um, nice. Uh, and then I've got his sword back there. I can't even get to it. The, the freaking 
seven foot. No, so. Oh, that's fine. You're, you're good. I mean, just having all those up there is just freaking yeah, epic. And you, and you got, you got <laughs> Uncle Spider-Man right there. He's just like, yo, what up? <laughs> that's, uh, here he is. <laughs> so that, and that's sort of Sesame Street. This would be like one of these things is not like the other. <laughs> <laughs> one of these things does not belong. <laughs> Which uh, Spider-Man suit is that? Well, it's funny because when you say that, which one of these things does not belong, that Spider-Man in particular is the most belonging of all Spider-Mans. That is, are you guys familiar with Canon Films? Yeah. 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 So that is the Canon Films Spider-Man. Where'd my reference book go? Uh, in 1984, 85, Canon Films got the rights to Spider-Man. <laughs> and they were trying to uh, make the movie. Toby, and so here's here's the thing. Spider-Man has a history with horror. And it all comes back to this one. Toby Hooper was the first director attached to this. Um, you guys know who Toby Hooper is, yeah? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, you're quiet. I wasn't sure. We're in suspense. Okay, so uh, so Toby Hooper was attached as director. They were trying to get Tom Cruise to play Spider-Man. Um, <laughs> so you, you laugh, but I mean, Tom Cruise was nobody back then. Yeah, I was going to say that. You, I mean, 1984, 85. Yeah, that's pre-Top Gun. Yeah, I mean, that's risky business. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Would have been interesting. So obviously that never happened, but none of this ever happened. So, so Toby Hooper's attached. Um, I'm going to show you right here. They that was their advert that they had made to uh, oh. promote. So that suit that's is that. That looks really good. Yeah, <laughs> that suit is the one that's on that poster. Prior to that, that suit was used in the 1979 Toei Japanese series. No. <laughs> Hold. <laughs> oh, yeah. Zach has a Zach back. has an interesting surprise for us. I, I know what he's getting. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Uh, uh, I'm gonna continue while we wait. Uh, so oh, he's here he right back. He's here right back. He knew exactly <laughs> where to go. Wait. Does, do you really? Yeah. Yep. Do, yep. do you want to bring those up to the camera? The, the camera's act. Sorry. Oh shit. What what were you showing it to? The light? <laughs> I don't know. No, I'm trying to figure out which way to show. Okay, there's this camera. We have another Wait, camera right here. Oh, that's right. He's viewing it from that camera. Right? Yeah. Forget it. All I'm right. not using the webcam. Yeah, sorry. Oh wow. So is wow. Yeah. <laughs> Just wow. For yeah. the longest time I was a huge Spider-Man, you could say fanatic. Yeah. And uh these were part of my collection, thanks to an old buddy of mine. Yeah. He had them, and when he was getting rid of a lot of his stuff, he was just like, you're a Spider-Man fan here? And, uh, yeah, I couldn't believe it when I saw it, but, yep, there they are. That's pretty awesome. I have a whole VHS collection from my childhood and everything, so there's a lot of movies that you'd be surprised. Pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. Um, there's, also four, there's, actually, there's also four copies of Batman and Robin in this house. Three. <laughs> Three, soon to be four. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. 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 <laughs> oh, God
What have we done? Oh, I'm very curious. Oh, I got what? Oh. I'm about to become the happiest man alive, I have a feeling. <laughs> that is great. Oh, man. Oh, in the search of more money for more toys. Uh, do you have anything from Mr. Freeze? I do. I, I don't think I can access it right now, but yeah. Damn! Uh, I was really wanting to make an Ice Age joke. It really, it really would have been nice to see it. Yeah. Oh! I gotta go. That's... Just remember, I got a thing. The, uh, I, got a, I got a thing I gotta go yeah. to. Like, not yeah. being here. You know, I, I, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> actually, actually, um, uh, Jim, I was going to say a funny story too for. Um, uh, oh, wow, you really did leave. Um, <laughs> you really did the, leave. Um, uh, you really did. No, I, I was uh, I was actually in a in a uh, um, in an ice bar in Vegas uh, where the whole thing is made out of ice. They have ice sculptures and everything else in there. Um, and a good friend of mine who were all film fans, uh, we made ice puns from Batman and Robin for about 45 minutes until they asked us to leave. Um, uh, oh, got a bit of a glare. Wow. You see it, Brandon? Yeah, I see it. Yeah, I see it. see it? (laughs) Awesome. Yeah. I, I do have one of the diamonds from the freeze engine. But I'm not sure where that is. <laughs> it just keeps getting better oh and better. Uh, I'm sorry. What were you saying about the uh, the the meth bar? No, the, <laughs> well, I mean that's a different story in Vegas. Um, <laughs> the, no, no, it was a, it was an ice bar. The, you can go there. The whole thing's made out of ice. They give you actual ice glasses to drink. It's a fun experience. Um, but we just made ice puns for Mr. Freeze for 45 minutes. It was fucking fantastic. Exactly. And then they asked me to leave. Um, uh, the, <laughs> my buddy actually walked up to the bar, and uh, and he's, he's like, it's a cool party. And then uh, he shouted from the other end of the bar. He's like, he's like, hey, Mark, we killed the dinosaurs. And it was like, the ice age. Oh, 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 oh. My wife is frozen. Oh, no. And I'll team up with Poison Ivy, even though it doesn't make sense. Um, <laughs> I mean... If Uma Thurman asked you to team up with her, why wouldn't you? Yeah, no, you you do bring up a good point, my friend. You do bring up a good point. The yeah. uh, that is hard, that is hard luggage. So let me let me finish about this guy. All gotcha. Right. One of my favorite stories. Um, no more of this nonsense with Batman. <laughs> <laughs> so it starts here with Toby Hooper. Uh, for those at home, I don't know why they're watching this and wouldn't know Toby Hooper directed and wrote the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, so, as as within, like, the next year or something, Toby Hooper leaves because he and uh, and the, the two guys at Canon, I can't think of their names, uh, were arguing about Texas Chainsaw 2. So, they brought in Joseph Zito as the new director. Joseph Zito, I know, I'm trying to keep Spidey. No, no, I got you. Yeah. Um, and I, because of the, the glare, I know how to set this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Joseph Zito comes in. Joseph Zito, for those that don't know, is the director of Friday 13th, part four. And Joseph Zito was around for a while on this and 
right about this time, Canon released Masters of the Universe. And <laughs> lost a lot of money. Uh, so they... I wonder why. Uh, <laughs> well, they, they cut the budget then for Spider-Man in half, so Joseph Zito walked. And they brought in Albert Pym. Albert Pym uh, wasn't really any... Excuse me. Um, Albert Pym wasn't really anybody at the time, but after this, he directed uh, Cyborg, Van Damme's first horror sci-fi movie. Um, so that's if we're if we're keeping track, that's three horror directors. Um, so now, with when Albert Pym is doing this, he built the sets. He's he's working on it. He has an idea to do Masters of the Universe two at the exact same time. Uh, so he's kind of building both sets to use in this thing. And Superman 4 is released and Canon goes bankrupt. <laughs> um, <laughs> they didn't make the movies fast enough that time. So so with the, the downfall of Canon, Canon is sold to a new company uh, that I, I can't think of offhand right now. But this new company, uh, obviously Albert Pym is gone, but this new company somehow... Um, well, they, they acquire the rights as they take over Canon, but somehow one of the uh, the guys that ran Canon was able to finagle his way to hold on to it or something, so he came with. And this new company, oh, and uh, Cyborg, uh, Albert, used the sets he made for Spider-Man on Cyborg. So when you watch Cyborg, you can see um, Spider-Man. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um so this new company gets um, James Cameron involved. And so now, okay, so that's, that's four horror directors in a row. And James Cameron and the guy from Canon start arguing over whose name gets what credits, and it dies. I think it was like two years later, something Sony uh, got the rights, and Sam Raimi is brought in, and we actually get Spider-Man. Sam Raimi, Evil Dead. big yeah. horror guy. I, I'm sorry if they don't know who, who Sam Raimi is, then well, then we got bigger problems. Yeah. The uh... <laughs> now it doesn't stop just there, but you can see how Spider-Man has now been connected to horror for over 85. So I, I'm not going to do the math. So we're over 15 years. Yeah. Of horror connection let's jump ahead uh i couldn't find anything with whoever did amazing spider-man but the guy who did spider-man homecoming and the new one he directed that roth clown hmm. so hmm. every spider-man movie except maybe as amazing spider-man has been done with horror involved and if you read the script that they were doing at canon it was a straight-up horror movie <laughs> like like it was nuts. Like the oh man, I don't want the the brothers to like sue me for talking about it. Still, <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a very interesting thing to see. I would have loved to have seen how that turned out. Yeah, they had like Doc Ock with I don't know, like like he was just rampaging, killing people. They had Bob Hoskins was who they wanted for Doc Ock. Huh. It was, yeah, it was crazy. Like they definitely knew nothing about spider-man when they when they did this so it was it was pretty crazy 
I don't, well, think, I, don't, I don't think Bob would have said yes after Mario Brothers. Well, that would have been before Mario Brothers. Well, it would have been more before Mario Brothers? Okay, yeah. so. When was Mario Brothers? 93. Wow. Was, I, I, I oh, thought wow. it was in the late 80s. Wow, yeah. okay. I mean, at the very least, the costume would have looked good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a good point, man. Yeah, point. that would have been the one, you know, comic accurate thing, other than, I don't know, depending on how they get Doc Ock to look, but whatever. Yeah, no, it's, <laughs> uh, that is. I'm not going to say it would have been the worst choice, but it's definitely not the best. No, it's certainly not. So, uh, James, I was going to ask you, too, uh, you know, you, you were chatting about all this different different stuff and everything else. I have, I got two questions for you. Um, uh, one, are there any interesting stories from from you collecting these pieces um, behind you? And then also, too, why are all these pieces in this room versus any other place? You know, in your you know, um, in your whole collection or in your why did you choose to have these in the background specifically? Uh, well, these in particular because I that's where I plopped the computer down when I turned. It oh, down. all right, all right. <laughs> simple answer. Simple answer. Fair enough. If if we go this way, I mean, there's there's another. Nice Hellraiser. Yeah. Hellraiser. Dark man. There's my puppy dog. Oh. <laughs> He's adorable. Toss so, up. I mean, there's there's something almost every direction. In here. But but me. I mean, this this is honestly like the only only place I I can do this sort of. <laughs> um. Because running the museum, my my house is is an utter chaos. Of um, if if you, you could see the floor right now, you you wouldn't believe that <laughs> that this is functional. Because what what you're seeing makes it look like a very nice, elegant display room, not a bunch of boxes on the floor. Because I have a show I have to set up tomorrow. Um, you know, I've, I've got in and out constantly, so. My my days of, of having a, a home where people can walk into and enjoy things does not exist. <laughs> hmm. Okay. I, I live in a I call it a post apocalyptic shipping and receiving warehouse. <laughs> <laughs> the uh and I have birds. So this is also the only room where they aren't. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, Fair good enough. point. And then uh, any any interesting stories, um, uh, you know, with any of these 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 folks in the background, or any of how you either acquired them, or you know, um, anything that happened on tour. <laughs> we don't talk about that. Uh, <laughs> that not what I meant, but okay. Uh, <laughs> these are my friends. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So. Uh, I'm not going to give the whole story here, but the uh, Pyramid Head, when uh, I was getting him, um, we've all seen Silent Hill or played the game. Of course, of course, of course. Yeah. course, course. Better into the games. Everyone at home, if you haven't, pause this right now. Go play seven games and come back. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't forget the PT demo if you could find it. Oh, God. Okay. So... <laughs> Um, I was meeting, uh, if, <laughs> I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm discussing drug deals. <laughs> I was meeting the guy with the package, you got I'm, the stuff. And, no, but I mean, it's seriously like that. And it, I mean, it seems so nefarious because, you know, we, we don't want to 
use names and it's it's not there can be all sorts of reasons you know some people don't want to give their connections some of the connections don't want their names used so mm. well, that's fair fair enough fair enough yep um and and really it's just a little all of the above so i was going to meet my connect and he's in he's from canada um so we were going to meet in detroit right so he was going to cross the border with the stuff <laughs> so uh it, it was it was january um and i i leave from chicago to detroit uh like three in the morning or something um it's what like five six hour drive well it was foggy it was foggy as hell the entire drive to detroit it was fog which was just annoying, you know, because <laughs> everything's slow. But so we meet my hookup in the parking lot, right near the bridge, <laughs> transfer the stuff. And uh, so, so now we're driving home in the dark from Detroit in the fog for six hours. With him in the background. I have pyramid head in my rear view mirror. <laughs> so, yeah. So, was, I, mean, I was, wouldn't know whether to be terrified or excited. Well, and that's, I mean, it, it was kind of, you know, I'm, people ask a lot, like, aren't you, like, I would be freaked out with all these mannequins. I have, I don't know, I think I have like 80 mannequins in my house. Um, you were asking why these in particular, and it's, most of what I have out here is because each one of these costumes require a specific mannequin. Okay. They always have to be on the mannequin and you got to store it somewhere. I can't just pile up mannequins, you know, into, I mean, I could and I would, but I can't <laughs> because I'm trying to preserve the stuff. So, so yeah. So, uh, you know, I, the ones that have to stay on the mannequins, I try and just keep out. Oh, here's here's a few other things you didn't see. Nice. And there's Michael. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Hubert and Fozzie walking into the lanterns. What? Is that one of, what was the fire costume? The green was that one of the lanterns or what is no, that? No, that was the uh green meanie from uh Scream Queen season two. Okay. Oh, <laughs> yeah. it, it was a good show. Well, fair enough. I stand corrected. You should. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, so they're they have to be here, and so I just set it out so that it, it just kind of works. Um, it just happens that they're also my favorites. Um, <laughs> don't don't worry, we won't tell them. Uh, <laughs> tell the ones that are in the garage. <laughs> They'll never know. Uh, <laughs> and that, 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 that's a movie right there. Whenever he leaves the house, everything just comes alive like some <laughs> twisted version of Toy Story. Yeah. Hey, hey, James, is your garage door just open? The uh, <laughs> so much mannequins running down the street. Not at the museum. Horror edition. <laughs> We're free. <laughs> well, that would be wild. I mean, the stuff I have here, because right now the T-1000 is out in the garage. I don't want to mess with that. Wait, T one thousand? No. 
What about a T-800? What <laughs> 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 gives you a look? Please. That you have a challenge for me. <laughs> I shall not back down from a challenge. <laughs> Your kung fu is no match for me. Zach, you know this is all your fault, right? I know. Okay. Let's see if I can. It's going where I think it's going. Maybe. Oh! oh! So. <laughs> That is Arnold's prostatic. Pr prosthetic. There's the wire. Holy shit. Oh. The wire for the, the red light on the eye. So. That used to be in my face. Does the red. So is it possible to actually power the light at some point, theoretically? Theoretically. I mean, the wires are there. There's just no power source. Gotcha. That is fucking awesome. That is that is truly fantastic. <laughs> Anything else you want to challenge me with? <laughs> <sighs> um, no, I learned I learned my lesson. Uh, <laughs> the, I, I, uh, I want to point out to you, I have never shown this to anyone. I don't think anyone knows I even have it. Oh, uh, well, we we feel very very privileged. Oh thank my you, sir. god, that is amazing! That is an honor. That is thank you thank so much. You. Thank you very much for showing us. Part that. seven machete. Arnold Schwarzenegger's <laughs> prosthetic. Oh my god! All right, and, and and now I gotta I gotta ask about the prop that I asked for, which was uh, which is the Robocop gun. Um, uh, I know you you brought it out a few minutes ago. I yeah, yeah. What? I the, yeah, I, I, I think you have that. I do. You, do you guys remember him asking this? I. <laughs> I don't remember. Yeah. Oh, I see how it is. I see how it is. I see how it all is. <laughs> Your move, creep. Oh, that's, that is fantastic. Um, uh, so, any any stories you could tell with that particular one? Um, uh, I'm I'm curious. Uh, yeah, actually, um, it's real. Nice. No, I'm kidding. It's, it's not. <laughs> I was going to say, holy crap. <laughs> yeah. In, 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 in the words of Beverly Hills Cop and everything else, the lie was working. Y'all <laughs> fucked up the lie. <laughs> the, the, the perfectly good lie, and y'all fucked it up. <laughs> so this this is actually from RoboCop 2. Um, it's, it's an Airsoft version, and it's from... Uh, this was the very first thing that they had licensed to a Japanese company. So they utilized this for uh, certain effects and stunts. Um, in RoboCop 2, when his hand gets shot off, and he's still... Mm. I have... Uh, by the way, I wrote three books, and they're really good references, even for me. Um, <laughs> uh, I think it's in part two. I'm going to just show you the picture because it's a lot easier. Um, there it is. So, do you guys know who Rob Botton is? Yes. Yeah. Uh, special effects for the thing. Yeah. So, he, he ran the RoboShop uh, for RoboCop, did all the, uh, the stuff and whatnot. So, 
Uh, my buddy um, got a hold of stuff from one of the guys that worked in the robo shop. Um, is from his uh, widow when he passed. Um, and this gun was in there, and there were some VHS tapes and stuff of behind-the-scenes videos that have never made it out there. Oh, and that'd be awesome. There's a whole segment that was in there of them testing this effect. Nice. Right? Nice. And so it's the one with, there's like a fish line in the, on there attached to the the gun with the glove when his hand gets shot up. So this is one of those cases that's <laughs> that's my pink chicken. Um, this is one of the cases where uh, we we think it was used on screen. We cannot prove it was used on screen. It was used in that. That's it in that photo. Um, the way FX work and and just the physics of what they were doing, it, there would be no sensical reason to test it and create the effect. And then use a different gun, a rubber one or a resin one, or because the weights are all different. Everything is balanced. Everything doesn't make sense. So, all logic says this is the gun that was used when his hand gets blown off. If not, it's the one that was used to make the effect that did it at least. Um, so it's it's a little copy gun. <laughs> yeah, no, that's awesome. That's, that's fantastic. A, that's beautiful. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm happy. Um, uh, the, <laughs> so, um, uh, so yeah, we, we had a, 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 um, a lot of stuff. Hey, um, that's fantastic. That's so fucking cool. Want to hold it? I, I, uh, <laughs> you the, can't uh, reach it, Mark. You can't reach through the computer screens yet. <laughs> yes. yes. Soon. When will then be now? Soon. Um, uh, <laughs> um, uh, so, I, you know, I definitely wanted to leave you an opportunity to, to uh, um, uh, you know, to plug a few things along with your books, but I definitely wanted to ask you about your your bakery because um, that's certainly interesting. Um, like, I want to know what what uh, what inspired that, and you know, what got you into going that. And tell us a little about it, and also where it is, so our people can go so, go to it. I uh, I'm co-owner of a bakery. It's Spookies <clears throat> Spookies Swirls. It's a horror yeah, sci-fi <laughs> horror sci-fi themed gluten-free bakery and prop museum. Um, so I, with the HSPPA, there's over 150 screen movie props there. Um, and, uh, my co-owners are also part of the HSPPA. So it all kind of, you know, fits together. The, uh, the way it came together is the show I had mentioned earlier in Phoenix, Mad Monster Party. I was coming out there last year to do the show. And Chris Sidlowski, uh, one of my curators, uh, or featured exhibitors at the time, this was her first show she was going to do with me, bringing some of her stuff out, um, along with her wife, Lola. Out, and they're both gluten-free pastry chefs. They ran a food truck out there at the time called Spooky Swirls. And when they showed up, to me and my crew, they had a box full of cupcakes, with little Jason hockey masks on them and <laughs> fully edible bloody machetes. Oh, very nice. I love this. <laughs> wow. 
and they were delicious. Here's the thing is they just gave us the cupcakes. They didn't say anything about the gluten-free or whatever. Um, and they were just absolutely mind-blowingly delicious. Uh, that night, um, uh, Nick Benson was doing the show with me. Nick Benson is a FX, uh, if you will, legend. I like to call him a legend. Um, he, uh, he, worked, uh, he worked on the blob. Um, sorry, the point was to your shirt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Uh he worked on society. Uh, <laughs> in fact the the, uh, the butt face I keep showing you, that's his page in the book. He that's his little maquette he still has from it that he talks about. Um and he worked on Nightmare on Elm Street four, uh in particular the if you saw at flashback when we met the uh, puppet, the soul puppet. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so he puppeteered that soul puppet. That's kind of how he and I first met. Was he saw he post that, and we just got to talking. So anyway, Nick was with me for that show, and uh, we we got back to the hotel, and just just sitting there in the couch in the hotel room, completely quiet, no TV on, nothing, just eating these cupcakes. <laughs> just this 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 moment of pure bliss <laughs> um and yeah it, that's that's where it started so after the whole show uh everything it's it's a 36 hour drive home you know um it's technically 26 if you're nuts <laughs> <laughs> i chose to sleep one night so it was 36 hours for me. So before people argue with me on the internets about mileage. <laughs> <laughs> so in that 36 hours alone with nothing but Red Bull and the road, I um, just, my, my brain just kept going and going and going. And it just like, they want a bakery. I want a museum. I like to eat <laughs> collectors and, I'm like, hey, it's Planet Hollywood, but pastry. Hey, um, hey, why not? Yeah. I then had to convince them that, of it, you know, because believe it or not, it's a crazy thing to come to somebody with. <laughs> and, uh, and we brought in uh, uh, Ernesto Avina, who uh, is one of my featured exhibitors out here, does a lot um, as a fourth partner. And, uh, yeah, so... <laughs> I mean, it, it just, it sounds crazy to think of a bakery with props in it, and then you walk in, and it's just mind-blowing. The, the response has been insane. We, uh, we opened July 3rd. It's outside of Phoenix, Arizona, in a town called Chandler. Um, uh, so we opened July 3rd, but we had our grand opening August 10th. And Paul Taylor, who played Pinhead in Hellraiser Judgment, came out um, to, to sign and stuff. We did a special 11 by 17 that was given to everybody that bought certain things. But so this is how crazy it's been. We had tailgaters for the grand opening. It's awesome. <laughs> Man, that's fantastic. Tailgaters for a bakery. Uh, and then 
So there was a line that, that must have been about a block long or something, and it was consistent all day. People waited about an hour and a half average to get in. Uh, nobody was angry, which was an, just a blessing. Uh, we had the, the Ghostbuster cosplayers out there, Arizona Ghostbusters. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, those, yeah. They were working yeah. They were working crowd control, passing out waters. And- <laughs> <laughs> the Ghostbusters were, were running crowd control. That's that's great. Yeah. So they're 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 awesome, and they're uh, it was it was just a really really successful thing. So we're uh, they're coming back out uh, September seventh. We have uh, Jackson Robert Scott who played Georgie in the It remakes. Uh, he's going to be at Spooky's signing, much the same way Paul did. So. Yeah, nice. Well, that's awesome. Um, and then, uh, yeah. So Spookies is, I mean, it's it's just so incredible. I just, I absolutely love being there, and I, I can't stand like being sixteen hundred miles away from it right now. <laughs> it's a pretty long distance. It's pretty long distance. So, so, and just out of curiosity, where exactly is it? Is it located? Um, uh, which city in Arizona? Chandler, Arizona. Yeah. Okay. Cool. It's just outside Whatever. of Phoenix, about fifteen. Okay. Fair enough. Um, I, we'll have uh, we'll have uh, um, uh, we'll add this to Brandon's list of yeah. of topics of links to put below in the video. Uh, yeah. We'll put a link, a link down for everybody for this particular finger. Uh, so if you're out in the Phoenix area or you know you're watching this from Phoenix, go check them out. Um, I, I'm sure he's hell gonna. Um, At some point, we're gonna be like, down there for some reason or another. I, I, I would totally pay shipping if they were to send stuff out online. Yeah. The, uh, you know the problem is, and uh, is a we can't keep it in stock long enough. To, to <laughs> good problem to have. That's a very good problem to have. Um, but cupcakes and things don't ship very well. They don't look the same as mm. <laughs> as when you know as when they're so decorated and and whatnot. You know we're we're talking like cupcakes like that big. You know, um, it, it's just it's craziness. There's but they're they're just so awesome like. I, you, yeah, you gotta look at some of these pictures. They, um, Chris and, and Lola are just mad scientists. We, uh, we work with a, a company now out there called Allied. Uh, Allied. Uh, oh my God, they're gonna kill me. Allied Global. <laughs> Allied Global Marketing. Uh, and so, Ready or Not was one of the movies that they uh, were marketing to the. Oh, very nice. Okay. They're, very nice. Very nice. Company that does the screeners and stuff. Um, and I believe they're here in Chicago as well. So they probably handled this. That's where you get your t-shirt from. Oh, so yep. they were, they were there the other night. I was we going to say, yeah, yeah, that's probably who we were uh, running yeah. into and all that. So, so we, we, in store, we do the entry boxes so people can win seats and we give out the, the screener passes and whatnot. In, in conjunction, today was the um, today they picked them up. So tomorrow is the press drop because uh, it officially opens tomorrow, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, but this is going to air after that, so <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what we're doing with Allied, um, and I'll, I'll make this work for that because we'll talk about it. Uh, what we're doing with Allied is uh, they're making cupcakes for the movies. Nice. Nice. So, so Allied comes in, they, they get these cupcakes, and they bring them out to the, the press. So when they, they do the, like, here's uh, to the morning shows and everything for the, the early morning. So there's a little something to go with it. So these cupcakes 
uh, for Ready or Not, uh, and you'll you'll see them on on the Spooky's Facebook. It's looks like a, a little wedding cake with a lot of blood coming off. Nice, <laughs> nice. It initially had a, a chocolate bullet on it. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, with with respect, was Fox had asked for it to remove because. We just had all those shootings happen, so fair enough. Yeah, but they're like, just add more blood. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> okay, sure. Uh, you got it. No, right. So, yes. the, so we're doing this also for it. Um, nice. These it cupcakes are just freaking amazing. It's I don't know how she does these things. It's like mad science, and but she created Georgie's little boat, and it's fully edible. On this cupcake of, of draining, <laughs> so that is amazing. Yeah. That's absolutely amazing. Yeah, so I'm not yeah. a big cupcake guy, but I really want to eat these cupcakes. So yeah. the four of us are in agreement. We're taking a road trip to Arizona yeah. to get cupcakes. Yeah, it's just more, yeah. that's something. Wow, there's more than the cupcakes. There's uh, I don't know if you saw it. Flashback. I had a pile of Candyman's honeycomb. Yeah. <laughs> No, I didn't see that. Yeah, that was from Spooky Spooky. Out. I thought you saw it. No! It's, it was I'm like so a... <laughs> it's, it's not like a taffy. I forget how you, how you describe it. But that was about the only thing that can ship. But if you saw the bags, you saw how broken up the stuff was. So, I mean, even the stuff that is shippable is not going to come looking. Yeah. Great. Um, being gluten-free and stuff, ingredients cost more. So, I, I you know... I don't know how happy somebody would be to receive, you know, something that is a broken world. product. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. Plus shipping and handling. Isn't this magical? <laughs> yeah, and then add shipping and handling right now. So you're looking at like 30 bucks for, you know, a, a cookie. Um, yeah. By the time you're done. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's, it's cool stuff. <laughs> yeah. There's, so, uh, there's other items there, too, other than cupcakes. Um, like, uh, we have salacious crumb cake. Nice. Right? That sounds <laughs> yeah. very that appetizing. Sounds, that sounds good. That sounds awesome. What else you got? Uh, so, the, so there's brownies. There's, um, uh, there's a, a th so there's a really obscure movie you guys should try and look into called Peanut Butter Solution. Yeah. Uh oh yeah i'm looking at oh yeah, yeah um so so brandon has a quirk where it, uh he researches things constantly so he will look things up um okay. as a, he's, he's the fact checker guy okay um uh, yeah, 1985 uh, what was it 85 yeah peanut butter is a secret ingredient for magic potions made by two friendly ghosts 11 year old michael loses all of his hair when he gets a fright and uses the potion to get his hair back it's okay. Really, yeah. It's a really hard movie to find because it, it was uh, made in Quebec. Nice. Okay. Um, but it is out there. Uh, so if, if you find it, you know, but it, it's one of those movies. I think it's PG. Um, yep. One of those like friendly sci fi horror flicks, goofy things like that. So worth a check out. Anyway. Where I'm going with this is they made a thing they call the peanut butter solution, and it's this peanut butter mousse on a devil's food cake bottom with a chocolate ganache. And, oh my god! Like oh, wow. 
That sounds delicious. Yeah. It's it's ridiculous and it, it's 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 big. Uh, I mean, it's a meal and it's 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 a meal. <laughs> it's freaking yeah. incredible. Yeah, he's the biggest dessert guy out of this whole group. Here's the thing: you if have you put no physical evidence to support that claim, uh, I have a lot of physical evidence to support <laughs> you, that claim. If you add fake blood to it or anything horror to it, I'll devour it instantly. Yeah. His wife still owes me a jug of fake blood. Yeah, she does. She and makes she makes like really good edible blood. Okay. Well, what what they use is generally like a, a raspberry or strawberry or certain glazes. <laughs> if it's red and it looks like blood, just yeah. that's fine. Yeah, yeah, we're good. It's all good. Um, do you, do you guys drink coffee? Yes. Uh, I do not. I know. Uh, okay, um, I'm the only one. You're the only Cuban in existence that doesn't <laughs> exactly. drink coffee. Um, <laughs> <I'm ashamed. laughs> we we are the only servers of Death Wish coffee in Arizona. No, Death really? Wish coffee. Yeah, De- yeah. Death Wish is okay. So you guys don't know what that, I'm the only one who doesn't drink coffee. And I don't know what Death Wish coffee is. Um, uh, it's literally like a celebrity's behind it. I can't remember who, but like it's supposed to be like one of the most potent coffees ever. The caffeine count is like triple or quadruple the time of what normal coffee is. It's ridiculous. I just want to try it just to say I tried it. Completely wrong. Am I completely wrong? Almost. 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 All right. Cool. <laughs> it is. You're you're right on the fact that it is the strongest coffee out there. Period. However, mm. it is. 200% times more caffeine than a regular cup of coffee. Yeah, I knew it was something ridiculous. Like, it, it's it, 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 it's the type of coffee that when you put the cream in it, it doesn't change color. Like, that kind of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Think about it. It's it's uh, it's a dark roast, uh, which A, is odd for a very strong coffee, but it's also not, like, bitter, which is also very odd for a very strong coffee. It's It's got a very... Uh, smooth taste um but really the the whole point is that it's it's so ridiculously caffeinated i think an average cup um my numbers are gonna be wrong because um it's late i'm tired and i don't do math after uh 4 p.m it's just, just a rule, <laughs> rule fair enough it's a good rule <laughs> I, I like to break things down by red bull so i believe uh a, a 16 ounce cup of Death Wish was equal to like six or seven Red Bulls. Whew. Oh, holy shit. Oh, that gives me heart palpitations thinking of Okay, if we yeah. ever go, I gotta have one of these cups like, just it, to it, say I've done it and survived. At what, at what point do you give up and just do cocaine? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so fun, funny you mention that because there is an energy drink called cocaine. That's, yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> and Death Wish now has a cold brew can uh, so the the cocaine came in like the red bull can it's an eight ounce can yeah. old brew comes in that the death wish is 20 milligrams more caffeine than the one that's called cocaine oh what, <coughs> what the oh my god i really need to try this yeah, yeah. like this is some so, crazy like some crazy <laughs> shit so what what you're thinking about with the the celebrity is uh zach wild is attached to Death Wish, but they have a side coffee called Bahala Java. Mm. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah, yeah. Odin's Brew. Yeah. <laughs> the Viking yeah. coffee. Of um, course. Yeah. So, so yeah, we, we, uh, we're, there's, uh, you can get it at other retailers and we do retail it in store, but we're the only ones that brew it and serve it. 
and uh, we it's six 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 for a cup. <laughs> I love this. I absolutely uh, love this. Yeah, that's that's super fantastic. I just I knew it was it was it was it's famous for being incredibly potent. Yeah. Um. It's and, and, like and, and like and like people have said. Um, uh, people have said that it's very very smooth. So it's it's like the the fucking Long Island of of coffee. Yeah. Um. It tricks you. Um. Uh, you know, you drink in Long Island, you're like, oh, this is great, but there's like, you know, five ounces of liquor in there. Um. Right. Uh, this is the same shit with this coffee. You know, before you know it, you can, you know, your molecules are moving so fast you can go through the fucking wall. The um, <laughs> or see into the future. My uh, drink. I actually it was it was the guy who met with Brad. He he drank it for the first time and said, I think I can hear my hair growing. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to go to this place. Why is it in Arizona? Well, I believe that. And we, we brought a little Chicago out there, too. So there's a... Uh, we also sell Dark Matter coffee. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> so Dark Matter is a local brewer here in Chicago that do small batch coffees. Uh, but we particularly sell their, and it's delicious, Unicorn Blood. I've had a lot of friends talk about the unicorn blood. Yeah. Um, they're big fans. Yeah. So yeah, we we had to get a little Chicago out there. Yeah. Oh, of course. A little unicorn yeah. blood Chicago. But um, yeah. So <laughs> uh, and then we make a death wish brownie, if if that wasn't enough. Nice. So have a cup of death wish coffee yeah. with a death wish brownie and the uh, crumb cake you said. Well, the salacious crumb cake, yeah, you know. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna have that all at once when I go over there. It's, it's a and then you die. die. Um, <laughs> <laughs> then you die. They're all gonna look at me. It's just like, can you sign a waiver? Uh, sure. The uh, you know, followed by a heart attack. It was worth it. It's a great way to the, go. Uh, uh, the uh, that is that is is crazy. Like it, it's like they live. You don't even need the fucking glasses. <laughs> just drink the coffee and you can see straight through it. Rowdy Piper was right. I will say Zach is the person who survived eating and drinking everything on the menu at Scum so, and Villainy. So, and okay, here's a funny little story in LA. Uh, when I went out there last year, I had two objectives: swim with sharks and drink and eat everything on the menu at Scum and Villainy, which is a Star Wars themed bar. I really hope you did the later before the first. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> It, well, my shark trip was very disappointing. I saw three baby blue sharks, and they were there for like a second and then swam away after they stole the bait, the little bastards. I was just thinking that the sharks were trying to pad you up for a good meal. No. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that, that, was a, that was an interesting night, and uh, $160 I do not regret. <laughs> they found him somewhere in Pasadena and passed out in the front fucking lawn. No, no, no. So what had happened was... <laughs> No, the true version is so much better. So, all right. So, what had happened was, my buddies knew I was drunk as shit. They brought me back to the hotel room. They went to sleep. I decided, no, I don't want to sleep. Left the hotel room, walked straight for like four miles, passed out on somebody's front lawn, turned around. There was a bunch of broken political signs and a smashed windshield. I, I just followed the debris back to the hotel room and went. And that was a night. Wait, you, so you left the breadcrumbs, is what you're saying? Essentially, yes. They, uh, I don't know what I was mad about or why I was destroying stuff. I just know I woke up 
There was destruction. I followed it. Oh, there's the hotel. The statutes of limitations have now officially run out so he can share the story. Um, uh, <laughs> there was only one windshield smash. The rest of it was just signs. And, the, and you cannot neither prove or deny that, that you were responsible for Either that. Either way, whoever was getting elected that season or year, whatever, was probably not happy, but whatever. <laughs> Some I don't care. Not my state. Good <laughs> Mind blowing on that. The uh, we I, I keep it, interesting company, James. Um, uh, <laughs> the um, uh, <laughs> the, and I'm sorry. All I can think of about is is, is fucking Death Wish coffee and Stephen King sitting there and everything else. <laughs> I want to make another movie. Drive. <laughs> <laughs> no, nobody. <laughs> nobody can make my movies as good as me. So I'm gonna make them. <laughs> You know my, my idea is I'm gonna kill some guy by shooting some cans at his dick. <laughs> it's gonna be great. <laughs> the uh and oh, no, that trailer is amazing. Let's do this! <laughs> <laughs> Maximum overdrive! Two! <laughs> Two! <laughs> the uh it's even more maximum. <laughs> it's a, and more, more overdrive. overdrive. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and Emilio Estevez is gonna be there too. Because why not? Because why not? This is a Charlie Sheen movie, if there isn't. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, uh, here's my buddy Charlie Sheen. Tell him about it, Charlie. I got tiger blood. What? Charlie <laughs> Sheen, Tom Sizemore, and who's, a, who's our third? Me a third. Charlie Sheen, Tom Sizemore, and... What? Chuck Norris? Because why not? Johnny Macro? Johnny Macro? Johnny Macro? No. I don't know. It's like who, who's there? As long as we get ACDC to do the music. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, of course. <laughs> we, except it's got to be Axel singing this time. Oh, oh. no. Some of Overdrive too. <laughs> then have Axel bring back like crazy Axel from the late eighties, where oh. he jumps off an airship carrier and swims in dolphins. <laughs> Even uh, even fucking Ozzy went, no, that's weird. <laughs> so right now is the moment of the birth of the Kickstarter of the five of us. We're putting up the Kickstarter for Maximum Overdrive Drive 2. two. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to make it happen. And Stephen King has to direct it. And half the budget needs to be devoted to cocaine. Um, yeah, uh, a lot of cocaine. A lot of cocaine. And very specifically, 80s cocaine. Yeah. You have um, Charlie Sheen, Axon, and Oh, my Steve. God. The, uh, oh, the, um, uh, that's what I said about society. Too, by the way, my rant. I was like, I, there's not enough '80s cocaine to make me get over that shit. The uh, there's me describing the last 15 minutes of it. If you're gonna, we'll send you a link, uh, James. Me ranting about about it for the last just the whole 15 minutes. The the, the fuck it all part. Um, uh, enough KY jelly to slick back Danny Zuko's hair from Greece. You still have not seen the whole movie. I have not seen the whole movie. Yeah, I just watched, I just watched the fuck it all. Sunday. Yeah, I'm, we're gonna go and we're seeing a screening on uh, this Sunday. Uh, the director's gonna be there, which is pretty cool. We're in Chicago. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Music yeah. box at the music box, which would be really cool. And then, uh, yeah, and then it followed by a double feature with Terminator and Robocop. Oh yes, which would be super sweet. <laughs> I so, wish I could be there for that one. Oh, that, that oh, that's a. It, I mean, it's fifteen dollars yeah. to see both of them. It's great. Yeah. Um. Uh, so yeah, as you can see, we we go on a few tangents. Um. Uh, the, <laughs> just a little bit. They're good tangents. 
<laughs> indeed, absolutely. So, um, so the one thing too, yeah, I, I do just had a business meeting, so we can write that off. It's... Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, I believe it. Yeah, it's sounding like a business meeting to me. Um, uh, I'm gonna plug in the laptop real quick. All right, he's gonna plug in the laptop real quick, um, and then we'll uh, we'll chat about uh, the uh, like uh, film production and uh, safety with prop. Oh, just turned off. Well, no, it's just uh, switching over to. Oh, okay. Uh, we'll we'll talk about um, uh, safety and maintenance of props on sets, um, and you know get your opinion and take on that. Um, uh, you know, because I didn't want to talk about a little bit of film production and everything else. I don't want to miss that opportunity. So maybe that'll be an opportunity for you to talk about your film. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't know if you guys know this, but producing <laughs> <laughs> uh, a new one that we're working on right now. Oh, oh very uh, nice, very nice. Back to yeah. cast somebody today. Oh, very cool. We have our, our huge auditions uh, ne- uh, this this Saturday. Yeah. Um, uh, wow. Yeah. We were amazed at how many responded to our casting call. Oh, cool. Like, what are you guys doing? Uh, so we're so- shooting episode three of Living Nightmares, our pretty much flagship show. Yeah, so it's about, uh, basically the premise is we research actual true horror stories and we try to portray them as accurately as possible. Not sure I follow. So like, we research like something scary that happens to somebody. Enact it? Pretty much. Yeah, Yeah, we actually do it as a scripted series, so it's not a documentary, it's not a docu-series, it's like an actual scripted show our first two episodes are about six minutes each um we try to research first-hand accounts if possible um there is of course some adapting that needs to happen for screen because there are some details that we just can't find so there are always going to be those little holes that we have to fill in ourselves but anything anything that appears in the article or the Reddit post or whatever we find the story from. If it's in there, we do our best to make sure it happens that exact way in the actual script. Yeah. yeah. That sounds cool. Yeah. yeah. Ultimately, we want to do, you know, uh, solely fan submissions, uh, you know, where fans will, will share their, you know, emails the story. We'll pick the best one and then we'll, we'll recreate it um, up there, you know, uh, thus the name Living Nightmares. I'm uh, typing one right now. Nice. Um, uh, the uh... this interview with <laughs> oh this interview with who this interview with who uh, who was that with um, uh, the uh, the jackass asked for the the gun from RoboCop. That <laughs> made him look like an idiot. Um... <laughs> well, we don't need him to make. Yeah, look I was like gonna say it kind of. Oh, 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 shots! All right. So, um, yeah, pew, 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 pew. Um, uh, so uh, let's uh, um, uh, just really like to provide an educational platform for people who are filmmakers out there. Um, uh, one of the things, that, and because we have the, the prop master here, um, uh, is, hey, prop keeper, actual prop masters. I'm the gatekeeper. <laughs> I'm the anyway. Um, uh, <laughs> they, it was a bad, uh, bad thing of me trying to remember a line from Ghostbusters. Uh, so let's talk about, um, prop, yeah, exactly. Prop safety, um, uh, prop respect, um, the importance of props. Um, I know that there's stories uh, all around here. Um, Zach, you've, yeah. you've, 
you've definitely uh, done your fair share of, of, of obviously horror movies that require a lot of different types of props. Um, Mainly uh, knives. Knives and everything else. You know, you've had me be stabbed in one of your movies. Um, uh, one? So, two. Um, uh, two of the, two movies. <laughs> um, uh, so. That it turned out okay. Yeah, yeah, no, no holes, no holes. I'm good. Um, uh, the uh, he's he's planning it. It's okay. Um, One day there'll just be a convenient accident. Oops. So, uh, so what's so what is some of your advice for for people taking responsibility for props and for safety and, and treating props of any kind with respect? Well, just for one, just know what you're working with. Um, if you're working with knives. Especially if you want to use a metal one, dull the ever-loving hell out of it. So no matter how hard you try, you can't hurt yourself. Also, it's it's yeah, it's not it's not doing nothing. Yeah, like you can't really hurt anybody with it. Don't and, don't test um, sharpness on people's arms. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's why I always test it on myself, just because I really just don't, don't care. Do this at home, kids. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't do that at home. And then also know the material you're working with. So say you want to drop your prop that, what did you say this material was again? Uh, theoretically? Uh, well, from here, I believe it to be cold cast resin. Yeah, cold cast resin or ceramic, either one, where if you drop it, your whole prop just shatters and you have to replace the whole prop with essentially duct tape and blood. And you can kiss your continuity goodbye. Oh, yeah. Um, they believe it was the first shot, so... Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. You can, you can make a different decision at that point. Yeah. Um, uh, so... But, um, yeah, know what you're working with. Don't be stupid. Be responsible. And don't risk anybody's life. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's super important. Brennan? My, my recommendation oh. on that is that you need to have a, a prop master um, and whether you're actually have, you know, you're, you're not dealing with a budget where you have a Hollywood crew. Yeah. Sole prop master, but somebody has to be in charge of that. Um, yeah. You don't leave a, a prop of importance, but also a weapon in any actor's hands when they're not shooting. And then you don't have have oopsies. <laughs> yeah, there's but been plenty of oopsies. You also refrain all accidents, um, and and accidents are extremely easy to happen. Um, I jag. So the movie I did, it's just a game. Um, we have a character in there, Skull Girl. Um, if you've been to any HSBPA exhibits in the last year and a half, you've seen her standing there. We had three sets of knives. She carries uh, two buck 120s. Uh, the scream knife, for those who don't know what that is. <laughs> Ghost face knife. She had two hero metal uh, knives that were used for close-up. Uh, those were real knives that were dulled. The blades were dulled off. Uh, but they're still a real knife. I mean, you, you could stab somebody with a spoon and kill them. You don't need a point or an edge to, to do harm, especially with the metal. Um, so those were always under wraps. I had those secured no matter what until she was in position. I gave her the knives, did her scenes. I took the knives. Um, so then the next knives were the resin knives that were used for just about everything, including holster holders. Um, and then we had floppy knives, the, the rubber knives, uh, and those were the ones being used for 
stabby stabby. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there's a behind the scenes video that we we have on on the Facebook for it's just a game. That's it's just a game. Um, <laughs> we're, there will we're, be a link in the description. <laughs> I didn't have to say it this time. <laughs> I didn't have to say it this time. <laughs> uh, I have big news too. I'm going to share with you in a second on this. We got to tell you again. So the in this behind the scenes video, uh, it's hilarious because Skullgirl comes walking. I'm in the garage. I don't know the guy shooting behind the scenes was out there with me doing something, and Skullgirl comes walking into the scene with a broken knife, going like crying, like I'm sorry, I'm sorry, you know. And it was a fix, you know. We had to make it work and everything, but it, anyway, it's humorous. It's good stuff. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, make sure, you know, you've, you've got to have, I, budgets are, are very difficult, especially with, um, I mean, the, the smaller you are, the harder it is, but safety, I mean, spend the money, get somebody yeah. to cast and, and have backups with, with six knives, two resin, two metal and two rubber. We still had issues with everything that we did. There, you know, paint coming off or what. And there's without, you know, our, our prop maker there to fix everything or what. So you, that can, you know, if something had happened, that could have shut everything down. If we had lost a knife, how do you do? You know, the scene or what? So that's what I recommend: is have have some backups. So when when you drop that knife, you're not you're not dropping the hero. You're dropping a stunt, a backup, something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely, absolutely. I could agree 100% with that one. Be mad anything to, um, with your perspective on that? Um, I'm really, the only real prop story I have, that I at least that I can think of, um, kind of just backs up everything that James and Zach said about just being careful with the props. Um, I'm not going to tell the full story. I'm not going to mention names in this one for obvious reasons. Um, still in, in deliberation in court. Yeah, yeah. We, we, the statute of limitations hasn't run out yet. Uh, um, yeah. Uh, so this happened during a 48-hour film festival. Um, this was actually the one where I met David. Uh, so basically our team leader was <laughs> Mark you've never met him but based on my stories how would you describe him if, if it's, it's what I'm thinking of right probably okay yeah uh, pretentious no not that one not that one <laughs> That's uh, I know exactly who he's talking about <laughs> uh, I, thought, I thought I knew it was exactly who he was talking about let's just go with incompetent there we go. Oh, that person. Yeah, yeah, that person. I like that one. Oh, I, the, I, uh, I think that's hilarious. You you know exactly what you're talking about with pretentious and incompetent. That's yeah, yeah, no, I, I, yeah. I, yeah it's that's, funny because both of those people could fit both of those descriptions. We have, we have sleepy, we have dopey, we have incompetent, <laughs> we have douchey. We, we have a lot of different ones running around. Uh, um, the, the people you meet in low-budget filmmaking. Um, we, it, um, oh, God. But yeah, so our team leader... Um, so basically with 40 hour film festival, there are certain requirements. Yeah. They assign you a genre and then every team of course has a type of character that they have to have. I think that year it was musician. 
Um, you have to have a certain line that's line of dialogue in the script, and you have to have a certain prop. Uh, the prop that year was a plate. Um, David and I, along with another buddy of ours, um, we were pretty much assigned to write the script. Uh, we burned stayed up all night writing the script, and at the end of the day, our team leader decided to completely scrap it and rewrite it himself. Um, he, I can't remember if he bought the plate himself or if he got somebody else to buy a plate, but essentially they bought a really nice-looking plate that was supposed to be an antique plate. Um it was potentially an actual antique plate. I that part I don't really remember. Um, all I know is a bit of money was spent on it, and they only got one. Uh, on the drive to the location. Oh, that's after the worst. Our, during the drive to the location, after everything the team leader put us through of all these requirements he had for um, the script, everything he wanted for the actors, everything. Like, he was very controlling, and he wasn't very, he wasn't a nice guy on that set, to put it okay. lightly. Yeah. Um, after all of that, he's waiting for, yeah, he couldn't have been the one driving the plate because he was waiting for them to arrive with the plate. After how he treated everybody on that set, waiting for that plate to come. Uh, we get the phone call or the person arrives, but at the end of the day, plate went smashy smashy in the car on the drive to the location. Somebody, somebody hit the brakes too hard. Uh, <laughs> whoops. Which the whole irony of that is at the end of the script, the plate was supposed to get smashed. <laughs> <laughs> the foreshadowing. Uh, the <laughs> that's that's actually fantastic, um, and I know and I know who this person is, um, uh, uh, which makes it better. We uh, may bleep a few things, and this just make it a little less obvious. Yeah, I, I, I think I think all our friends that are watching would probably be able to piece that one together. Um, kind of that story kind of reminds me of what happened. Was it on a? Uh, Oh, wow. Uh, Tarantino's not this movie, the one before the Western. Oh, uh, hey, hey, Ooh, I know this story. Kurt Russell on the guitar. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, with the, the antique, uh, very valuable acoustic guitar he's playing. And then just smashes it on set, only to realize that it had been rented from the museum. <laughs> Oh, yeah. he was Whoops. supposed to smash the replica, but there's a miscommunication, so he smashed the wrong one. Whoops! So yeah, so he smashy smashy on this, you know, whatever it was, it was like a hundred, two hundred thousand dollar. And uh, Jennifer Jason Lee was in that same shot, and her, her actual reaction was her actual reaction because <laughs> she knew that was the real guitar. Oh, that's that is. <laughs> That again is, is why you need a, a proper prop master doing this this thing. Well, you, you know, you need you need some you need somebody there um, uh, to to help out, you know, with that type of stuff. And I think the one thing too that's that's obvious, but I don't think it's been said out loud is 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 fucking continuity. 
like you know, I made a joke about it, but it's it, it's it's so crucial. Like, there's a lot of independent films that we have seen that that, that we've seen some inconsistencies with, uh, you know, with uh, with with that type of thing, um, uh, to say the least. And I mean, you know, you don't your story is going to be lost if if you don't have you know if you got th- you know if all of a sudden you know your the plate that you have over here or the picture frame you know, it is now red, you know, and then the two minutes ago it was black or God forbid it actually goes from black, then red, then black, yeah. um, uh, you know. Or if the window behind a certain person goes from day to night to day to night. And then the same wardrobe is used over and over again. Um, uh, sorry, James, you're a little in the dark about these, <laughs> about some of these inside jokes, sorry. Um, uh, really not. That's the thing. Uh, I'm not. But you, you already know uh, dozens of people like this. Yeah, I, I don't know your situation, but those are all the same in, in every set. I mean, as, as hard as we worked on on IJAG, um, and Daniel will be pissed if I mention this, probably. <laughs> uh, there's just this one scene where she, uh, I'm not going to tell you who or anything. <laughs> uh, she's wearing her, her jacket, and then she's not wearing her jacket. Oh. And it just... And it happens so quickly. There's so much going on on set. And the, the lower budget you are, I mean, you, you don't have. I mean, it happens on the big budgets, too. Like, I, I remember one of the biggest continuity errors I've ever seen in a movie. Have you ever seen All the President's Men with uh, Dustin Hoffman and Robert Redford? Yeah, it's, it's been a minute. <laughs> so. yeah. um, well, there, there's a scene where Dustin Hoffman is talking to this girl. And she has some pretty long hair. All right. Um, her hairstyle actually changes within shots. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And it's not small either. Like it's it's a big change. It's obvious. The uh, yeah, it sucks. Um, uh, I mean, I, I I remember I was in a in a play um, uh, when I was in college, and uh, it was it was a great play, and I love it. I, I wish I had more time with it because we had plenty of fucking problems. It was called Rehearsal for Murder. And there's a um, uh, there's a scene. Um, uh, it, it really, if you ever get a chance, it's actually a made-for-TV movie with with Mr. Feeney and uh, Jeff Goldblum um, in it. Oh um, uh, that's interesting. Um, uh, it's 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 fun. Uh, but uh, but there's a scene at, 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 towards the end of the play when I'm supposed to. I play the lead actor in it. Um, I'm supposed to go into my suit pocket and pull out a a, a note. And the director was handling twenty things, handling the sound, the lights. The costumes, everything, and we were kind of left to our own responsibility. And I remember on a the Friday night, the opening night, um, I went to go reach into my pocket to go pull out a fake note, piece of paper, and mm, it wasn't there. Uh, and I went, uh, um, and then um, uh, in in hindsight, I probably considering it's it was more of a meta type of play. I could have literally kept talking, went off stage, grabbed the prop, and went back. It was that type of play. I could do that in that type of play. I was literally the master of the universe. Um, instead, um, in my panic, um, I, I mined a piece of paper. <laughs> um, uh, I was in college, my first lead. I didn't know what the fuck it's I was like, doing. Crap. Uh, and, my, and the two actresses who were my dearest friends, um, uh, the uh, um, uh, Rebecca, Rebecca Lewis and, um, uh, and Michael Phillips, two great friends of mine, um, I literally handed it to them. And they, they looked at the imaginary thing and they handed it back to me. They're like, and then I handed it back to them. <laughs> 
help me. Help me. Help me. They're like, mm, you're on your own, my <laughs> Sucks for you. The um, uh, but it, it, it's hilarious. But it was fucking horrifying at the time. Um, because it was a good scene. And the scene was going really well, and that just fucking derailed everything. Um, uh, you know, and and that. And, and if you don't have, especially in plays, like film, you can you can do a cut and then you fix that shit later. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you, you can't do that. Um, uh, right. you, you can't tell the audience. Hold on a second. I gotta I gotta go do something. The uh, let's close the curtains here for a second. Uh, hold for no hold hold, hold for prop. The um, uh, but <laughs> you've never told me that one before. I, I I can tell you a lot of fucking stories from that play. Um, it was a living nightmare. Um, oh. oh, oh. The uh, lost a girlfriend, failed the class, and uh, and I, you know, I, I, like that song was a country music song, except my pickup truck didn't break. Actually, my jet, my car did break down. <laughs> the only thing that didn't fucking happen was my dog ran away because I don't have a fucking dog. Like if I had a dog and he ran away during that time, it would have been a country western song. Um, uh, but but I cannot stress enough to you know, obviously safety concerns. There's countless stories about about people getting injured with props. But another big point. Um, is that, and I said this in our last podcast about costumes and about set dressing and everything else, it, it, it's the simple little things that really will set you apart from other people's art. And it will look like you invest your time and effort and money, you know, you know by putting in that effort. And, and you have to remain, you, you need somebody there who is responsible. You, you said the person, you somebody that's detail-oriented saying, hey, you're in charge of, Holding on to these props and making sure that everything remains consistent, um, you know, a, a scripty, um, uh, you know, a, a, and you make sure everything's consistent because your art's going to suffer. You know, it, it, people will be taken out of, you know, a good film because of something stupid. They'll go, oh, look at that and everything else. And then, and then you're fucked. At least yeah. that, you know, hopefully the rest of the scenes can make up for it. But in some cases, people just don't recover from that shit. Yeah. And you don't want your art to be sacrificed for a stupid mistake that could have been, you know, could have been fixed. But, you know, but we've all we've all been there. You know, the best thing I could say is, is you know, is do everything you possibly can to, to make sure that that doesn't happen. Um, uh, you know, and take the effort, take the time. You know, all five of us here take, you know painstaking care to make sure that happen. And yes, mistakes happen. Knives get broken, you know, jean jackets, uh, you know, uh, get on and off, you know, hairstyles change, things happen. But, you know, you want to do everything you possibly can to minimize that because otherwise, uh, you know, what you're trying to put across in your art is now been taken away because of, of something simple like that. Um, uh, so, you know, do your best, put in the effort, put in the time, Make sure you have somebody on set that is the prop master if you are low budget, which I'm assuming you are, you know, to, to help you out with that type of stuff. Because because as the director and writer and producers, you can't do everything. No. Nope. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can't. That's why I, actually most times that's why I'm on set as the executive producer, because I'm the one who fills in. I'm the one that gets the car towed and, yeah. and you know, and makes a little. Yeah, that we had a, we had a person that was directly in our shot in episode two. We had to get him towed. No, it was in our workspace. In our workspace. That we had reserved from the city and everything. Yeah, yeah. So I had, I, I had to be the one. Oh, to, you, to call. you do permits. So. Yeah, 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 I do permits. Yeah. The I'm I'm the only Italian in the group, so I have I'm the guy who does permits. <laughs> I'm the one who talks to the city. Down at down at us. City, uh, uh, <laughs> city hall. You know, you know. Hey, I need a tow truck over here, please. Um, uh, it, 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 <laughs> Vito's cousin, man. You know. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> 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 
<laughs> I have a lot of cousins named Anthony. Um, uh, I, I, I wish that was a joke. Um, it's not. Uh, we just walked through the Italian fest, and I'm like, I feel good here. <laughs> I feel good here. I told you. I wasn't lying. It was gelato fest. It, it, but it, 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 it could have been, no. been the overly valved content. I was going to say, that, that you know, was a very misleading thing. title. That was a that was all Italian. Like, the, 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 I would was, say 25, maybe 15% of that was gelato. The rest of it was just straight up Italian going yeah. straight down Taylor Street. Oh, yeah. You going to tell me not to put a booth in my fucking block? Were you nuts? <laughs> I'm putting a block right here i'm making my sister angie and all the kids work and and none of that is a joke that's that's exactly how that happened um uh, but but yeah no it's it's stuff like that you want to make sure that your art gets across make sure you're handling the finite details just as much as you're handling the big details so uh david and then you want to uh you want to crack on there yeah, no, I don't have any kind of horror stories is that what you're looking for I, with me when i do my films i, I make sure I'm actually like paranoid, so I have to have like two of like everything, especially if we're gonna be throwing that object. Please, I gotta please have, to have, have one of the shirt. True. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, well, I have like 20 different Marilyn Manson shirts, so at least I have a replacement. It's not gonna be the exact same one, but hey, I'll just go in my closet and grab another Marilyn Manson shirt. There's the running gag. What shirt is he wearing in this shot? Yeah. The uh, I mean, and even as painstaking as you and I were when uh, we were helping out with sound and you were gripping, we still got a fucking mic in one of the scenes. Yeah. And it took and it took us watching it fit. Actually, took it another. Even us. Who it wasn't it. even us. <laughs> Excuse me. Another friend of ours that that watched it. We watched it. I did more out of that. I'm sorry. You really built that up. I expected more than just a little cough. No, I would say no. no sorry. <laughs> the, uh, sorry to disappoint you, sir. I, uh, yeah, I thought, like, sciences were going to come flying out or something. <laughs> there goes Mark's soul. The, uh... <laughs> <laughs> the, uh... Um, that's funny. I don't have a soul. Uh, <laughs> it was, it's been gone for years. Uh, as soon as I start hanging out with these people... Uh, Sitting in my it's sitting in my closet right now. I I, I keep it very uh, <laughs> like it's very precious. Like pan shadow. I took it from him and sold it for some elf pogs. <laughs> Enough of that. Anyway. Anyways. Oh oh oh, 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 oh. Nice. I want it. <laughs> his is cooler as that. Yeah. Yeah. Sweat, yeah, 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 yeah. His is. This is actually from a mo- one of the movies. <laughs> <laughs> James with the evil laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Go inside my box. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> the, uh, there's, that there's, that's, that's gold. That's gold. That's comedy gold right there. Um, uh, so, I mean, yeah, any, any final thoughts on, uh, on that? Just, you know, to talk about, you know, prop safety and prop, um, uh, making sure that you have all that wonderful stuff. Yeah, it's just going to sound to be careful, especially if it's something that can't be replaced or if you're only going to buy or make one of something, be extra cautious. Um, yeah, I think we really touched on big things we needed to touch yeah, on. Just be aware of the situation, really. I mean, like I said, if you're going to plan on throwing or dropping, you know, your props, make sure that you have a backup. <laughs> uh, yeah. Just like data, backups, backups, backups. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like four or five hard drives. That's, yeah. Yeah. Nothing scarier than uh, than uh, your backups getting fried. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, 
Oh, poor Wes. I, there is. It's getting into the box and your backup's getting fried. <laughs> <laughs> we all turn to Zach to watch yeah. him. <laughs> that thought terrifies me more I think than you, you broke him twice. Like, you I, broke him twice. <laughs> thank, you. Thank, thank you. Thank you for that, sir. We appreciate you. Um, so, all right. Um, so, I, um, so I, I think that almost wraps up, but I do want the opportunity, uh, uh, James, I, I want you to plug every single thing that you, uh, that you would like. The floor is yours for you to plug uh, all the good stuff you got going on and all the, the great films, the restaurant, the association that, um, uh, that you're doing, all the wonderful stuff. Uh, let it rip, and we'll have links below um, uh, that Brandon will take care of for you. See? <laughs> all right. <laughs> All right, so we have the HSPPA, Horror and Sci-Fi Prop Preservation Association, combined with Spooky Swirls, the gluten-free horror and sci-fi themed bakery outside of Phoenix, Arizona. Um, on top of that, I wanted to, to make mention, it's just a game, the movie I produced with uh, Skull Girl as we've been talking. We just signed a worldwide distribution deal today uh, with a Wild Eye uh, releasing, so look for it, hopefully all over the place really soon um and then on top of it we have uh daniel emery taylor um who the writer and director of hijack he and i are working on a new film called repulse um it's a film noir it's not horror but it's a horrific tale uh and it's it's about uh if you will sex trafficking um it's all going to be filmed in that noir style uh, the girl is, uh, her sister like runs away from home. She thinks she's gotten into sex trafficking. So she's out trying to find her, falls into the seedy underworld while she's looking for her. Um, we just, uh, it's it stars, a, a great cast. Um, uh, the lead from it's just a game is, is our lead in this again, Anna Cohen lower. Um, we also have Tamara Glenn from, uh, she was. She played Samantha in Halloween Five. Uh, she'll be in this one, and we just cast today Paul Taylor, Pinhead from Hellraiser Judgment, will be in as well. Um, and we uh, we have a Kickstarter coming in October. Uh, we're, we're basically a funded film, uh, but we just have a few extra things, some of the Blu-rays and things. So we're going to run a Kickstarter just to kind of get a little over the top, so we can produce all that. Filming is going to start in February, and hopefully we'll have that all out at some point in 2020. All right. <sighs> nice. and, then, and, then, and then the last thing I didn't want you to forget about is your books. You know, oh, uh, what are they called, and where can we get them? Uh, you can get them at any HSPPA show uh, across the country, which, by the way, the next one is... September 13th through the 15th in Nashville at ICCC IC Collectors Con. <laughs> C, C, C. Yeah. Imperial Commission. A lot of C's. Okay. The triple C. Yeah. Just go just go on the HSPPA Facebook page, look at events. So collect all three. Uh, they have neat little colors. Um, of the HSPPA books. And uh, what else we got? Um, 
I have too much, man. I have too and then, much. And then also, too, if if, uh, if if anybody of one of our viewers want to make a any kind of donations towards your not-for-profit, how can we get that done for you as well? I do that at, at shows. We we take donations in person. We, we don't run any, like, PayPal donations or anything. Okay. No worries. Just at shows. Um, you'll see our – I call it the begging box. Uh, <laughs> with a picture of, of, of Barf on there and, and the costume. Um you know, actually, I have that right here. Yeah. This is the, what I use at the show. This is my box of barf. <laughs> nice. Very nice. So those are barf's ears. And that's uh, what happens when you don't take care of a prop. All that orange in there is rotted latex. Ooh. And the, the hair has all come off so that's a huge huge project because all those hairs have to be well the ears have to be recreated and all the hairs relayed the exact same way as they were on screen which is not an easy project to do um anything involving hair is just a nightmare it is <laughs> yeah for sure so, and, then, and then with any of the films uh, james that you uh, uh do you have any films that are currently out and available for people to view or any trailers that are out for people to view as well uh, the it's just a game facebook there is a trailer on there we do have a limited number of blu-rays currently um we're, we're lucky in the negotiations with the uh distribution that we can continue to sell the blu-rays that we still have um so I believe they're going to be making DVDs. So this will be your only chance to get the Blu-ray with all the special features, including the commentaries. Um, and the uh, we, we held a premiere uh, at Hollywood Palms Cinema in Naperville back in December, did a Q&A after to the sold-out crowd. And so that's on, on the Blu-ray as well. And you can, uh, it's there's no like store or anything, so just message uh, the Facebook page, myself or Daniel, um, to get a copy. And there are a few limited cast signed ones out there, too. As well as our comic book. Did you know we had a comic book? I we did not know that. We didn't. <laughs> so, for uh, for it's just a game. It's 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 creepy pasta. You guys know what creepy pasta? Yeah, of course, yes. of course. Uh, so the 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 girls in the movie are telling the creepy pastas each other at at the cliche slumber party, and uh, only they are true stories. So what we did for the uh, the premiere to make it a little extra special was we had a comic book created um, that was uh, takes place at the slumber party as they start to tell the stories and that was weird. They've become alive. <laughs> Run, James. <laughs> there was like this. Like okay, <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> my friends. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Uh, so the the comic book takes the the three stories and tells the whole story. So it tells the whole little creepy pasta about uh, Skull Girl. Her, so it's kind of like the backstory, but told in the creepy pasta style. Um, so Skull Girl, Mother Murder, the Ancient Witch, which the whole movie's about. And then Jeff the Killer, and it's all kind of comprised into this book. The art was done by Danny Romero, um, and then it was written by uh, Rafael Nieves. Um, 
who used to work, uh, did Marvel Hellstorm and the Phantom, the old purple outfit. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, and then it was colored by Tom Luth, who does Mad Magazine. Oh, um, very cool. Yeah, Yosaki Ojimbo and, uh, and a few others. Um, uh, Gru, he does Gru also. Um, and then we, we also had a special cover done. This is something, this is like one of those boxes checked off for for our life goals. And uh, so Dan Parent did a special cover for us uh, for the Kickstarter when we did the Blu-ray Kickstarter for, for iJag. And it's, um, Dan Parent is the writer and artist of Archie Comics. So. Oh, nice. Basically, I, I, I got archified, so. <laughs> Yeah. Nice. That's awesome. That is pretty awesome. I got that going for me, you know. <laughs> Which is nice. Right. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah. I have it right here. So. <laughs> Boy. I have everything right here. <laughs> Best place to have it. Yeah. There we go. There we go. That's awesome. Very nice. But you can't tell which one's me. No, I have no idea. Yeah, nope. Have no clue. Back row, <laughs> second from the left, right there. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Big guy with beard. That's who I. Yes. Oh, yes. I, I could have just said that. The uh, you know or, or um, uh, you know who put Gandalf the Gray in a comic book? Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, no, that, that's and then uh, where uh, can can anybody pick these up? Do they are they special? Or how does it, how does that work? The yeah, at, at the HSPPA shows mostly, um, and Wonderful. when Daniel does his own signings at conventions, um, he was he was also the little guy in, in Return of Swamp Thing. Um, <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, he, he grew up to write and direct horror movies. So, <laughs> yeah. The you know, and the last and the last question I got: Do you have the tour schedule for uh, for your organization um, up yet? It's on Facebook. Wonderful. Um, yeah, every everything through the end of the year is on there. In fact, I think we just added our first show for 2020, um, like yesterday. I think it's up there for Scares That Care. Uh, that'll be in August 2020 out in, I think it's a Virginia, Williamsburg. Hmm. Nice. Williamsburg, okay. West Virginia, West Virginia. So, um, so there's that. But yeah, I, I mean, I'd rattle them off to you. But <laughs> I, I know we're we're gonna be uh, Nashville in in middle of September. We'll be at doing the Elk Grove Library Comic Con on September twenty eighth. Uh, October, uh, sometime in the mid, we're down in Atlanta for Walker Stalker Atlanta. Uh, then we're doing a show in Mesa, Arizona, on October twenty fifth and twenty or twenty sixth and twenty seventh called Soldier Con. Uh, we're doing Chicago Pop Culture Con uh, at the end of November uh, in St. Charles. Um, that's actually that's that's the I, I believe that might be the one that we're at in November. The Day of the Dead convention. Um. Uh, yeah. I, no, no. No. Not that one. No. <laughs> well. Uh, We'll, we'll cut that out. <laughs> the, uh, let the world see your failure, Mark. Yeah, yeah Mark, nice one. I've had a few failures tonight. That's okay. Yeah, no oh, shit. Yeah. You, you can leave that on there. I don't mind. I'm not going to say <laughs> it. <anything. laughs> my, my look is enough. Um, 
and it is. Um, uh, so awesome, awesome. That um, <laughs> that definitely uh, gets all the good uh, good dates going. Um, uh, you know, hey, um, uh, um, thank you so much uh, yeah. for jumping on this, man. I we really appreciate it. It was it was a pleasure hanging out and, and having you uh, show us a couple a lot of cool shit. A lot of cool oh, shit. Yeah, this was uh, a lot of fun. There was a lot of fun. Um, uh, the uh, gentlemen, any any last minute uh, things? I give an opportunity to everybody. Squirrels. I you know shit. Um, he always ends with squirrels. Um, and Brandon, anything? Um, no, yeah, thank you for joining us today. Uh, I've been really excited about this ever since we met at Flashback Weekend. And I'm just amazed. It's like literally one thing after another how much you're involved with. And it's, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 knew, I, I knew you were very involved with the horror community coming into this interview, but now I see more of the scope of it and it's nothing short of amazing. I, I sometimes feel like if, if, I, if I stop, I'm gonna die. <laughs> so I just gotta keep doing things. Just... Hey, that's, that's, <laughs> that's not bad advice. Just keep moving, keep going forward. Yeah, it's, it is bad advice. Well, David. I mean, thanks for coming on the show, man. We appreciate it. It was uh, fun and educational. Hey. <laughs> The uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so and then I'll I'll end it out. Hey, Jim, thanks so much, man. Um, uh, you know, Thank this you. was re really, really inspiring. You got a lot of awesome stuff. Um, uh, you you know, you've definitely given um, a, a, you have a really good influence and a really good uh, presence on the Midwest horror. Um, and then also nationally as well. Um, uh, you know, we really appreciate what you're doing out there. Um, uh, please keep doing it. Take your own advice and keep going. Because yeah. uh, uh, what you're doing is fucking awesome. Thank you so much, guys. It's it's an honor to be on here. And if we do this again, you guys can come here and we just do it all from here. That'd be amazing. That would be yeah, absolutely, yeah, no. That'd be absolutely amazing. You've opened a door and we will absolutely oh, walk yeah. through it. The Thank you. The Pandora's box. But that, you know what though? You got to show us the garage now, though. You know, I got to oh, yeah. see all the cool. I see the second hand up. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I need to see the redhead. Remember, red he said keep it quiet. Mark. I know they're sleeping. You heard him moving. Um, like uh, <laughs> and James, have, is that garage door opening? Um, <laughs> I, I have Jar Jar Binks looming over my bed at night. Wait, are, are you being uh, serious about this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's. Uh, and you just added another way. hour to this podcast, James. Uh, okay, I, I, do you have a Darth Maul horn? Is is that some fetish? <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's Star Wars. Of course, it's a fetish. All right, that's not a question. That's just perfect. This is a statement. This is a statement. <laughs> I'm just gonna see what other episode one stuff I, I that he has. Uh, I, have, I have all the uh, the crew uh, patches, but I have uh, one of the the um, Naboo Royal Guard grenades. Oh. The uh, it's super awesome. You know what though? It, this you know what that'll be a fantastic thing for next time we get to do a part two. Yeah. Uh, with oh, James, uh, James part two. Um, attack uh, of the clones. Attack. Oh, <laughs> it was a good. Uh, oh, oh, there it is, and there it is, and you broke up on Isle Zach, and you broke Zach a third time. <laughs> Three strikes, you're out. Um, uh, at the old Star Wars game. Uh, <laughs> That's all my episode. That's Kiati Mundi's lightsaber. On you, obviously. But yeah. 
Like, it's, it's no big deal. It's whatever. It's a chaotic moon. Shut up, Mark. I know. <laughs> you just know who chaotic moon is. Moondy. Shut up, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see it. Where's my blaster? There it is. Wait, which blaster? Are we going to break Zach a fourth time? Probably. Oh. I got the background. Oh! oh. <laughs> you just broke me too. Damn it. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, so, yeah, now now you've really amped all of us up for, for part two of this. Um, uh, so. I could keep doing this for another, like, few hours if you want no i know we got, we got we got to save some stuff for part two yeah, we have five minutes left in our car the, um, uh, that's another good point um uh, so but you know though i'm gonna keep zach on his toes and keep him waiting um uh, james thank you again so much man um i cannot wait for the next time we really appreciate you man um you have yourself a, a really awesome night um and then also um uh, where can the nice people follow you do you have an instagram uh, um uh, you know uh, or facebook for, uh, for you as well uh yeah well the hsppa i mean i am the hsppa on everything so. sweet sweet and do they also have an instagram as well or no yeah yeah, they- yeah there's an instagram oh. uh there is also a twitter um <laughs> <laughs> don't worry i make sure we avoid that one like a plague yeah i, I don't i don't handle the twitter my, yeah uh, just no guy. thank you east coast nah. guy does that um, I, I, I hear you. I hear you. We'll we'll <laughs> Brandon put all those all those links below. We'll uh, we'll put the Twitter one with a line through it. Um, uh, <laughs> um, uh, but uh, but yeah, thank you so much, man. I appreciate it. Um, uh, for all of our audience out there, uh, please uh, you know follow this uh, this gentleman wherever he goes. Um, uh, he's just truly fantastic. Yeah. Uh, and then also um, go ahead and give us a like, share, and subscribe on the brand new Midwest uh, Horror Network uh, Facebook and. Um, Instagram, the name should be changing pretty soon. Yep. Instagram transition is completely done. Uh, Facebook is in the midst of transition. Uh, if you look us up on facebook.com slash Midwest Horror Network, it might bring you to the Living Nightmares page. Which is fine. Hopefully that's cleared up by the time this episode goes live. Yeah. Um, but if you go Instagram or Facebook, Midwest Horror Network, that will bring you to us. Yeah. Also, the YouTube channel is completely changed. We are officially the Midwest Horror Network on YouTube as well. All pictures and name should be officially updated by now. Absolutely. It takes about 24 hours, but by the time this is up, that won't matter. Yeah, give us a like, share, subscribe, and share it to all your aunts, brothers, uncles, sisters, best friends, um, neighbors, um, and former roommates. We really appreciate it. Uh, y'all have, uh, have a good night. Stay scary, friends. But where Stay can scary. they find you on Tinder? Uh, <laughs> that's for after the podcast. Uh, <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. Good night, Chicago. <laughs>